Someday, dude, I'm going to be a big podcast star. Yeah. I thought you were going to go more with that. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's all I got. Someday I'm going to own a big podcast bar. That's the... You guys, that's like the it's first the joke in this fucking movie. Yeah, that's the transition. It is, but didn't Kevin Smith try that with the, the Smod Castle? Mm. I feel like you got beat. I don't know. Beat to that idea. I've only listened to Fat Man on Batman. You got to listen to Hollywood Babylon. That's S- gold. I've listened to two. I, I do like those. I've got sure. the, the hipster mark, uh, Smodcast original, and then when he split off into other things, I knew it was uh, done with. That explains <laughs> the plaid shirt that you're wearing right now, you hipster. I... Honest to God, used to wear jerseys, big fucking oversized jerseys at the end of my high school career solely to imitate Kevin Smith because fucking of course I was. Were you also still fat, Ryan? I was in the transition, but on the end of the transition. As I started college, I was was about where I am now. The, The body of a college boy is what Ryan still has. Yeah. Some would say an under underdeveloped teenage boy but i I like you went college that's very nice (laughs) yeah dave our good buddy from cape podcasters uh how is your teenage body (laughs) no about the same same as it is now i got a dad bod now though oh yeah yeah you you have a legit dad bod you have have a body yeah i i used to be like svelte i used to look good i think we all did still had the same face I, I was a, I was a proper butterface. I feel like in high school. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that athlete's body. Still with the same amount of hair. Still Eastern European. Can't do anything about that. But hey, can Eastern you slap European? squat? Yeah, I got like that Polish Hungarian thing going on. Oh cool. Can you do okay. the slap squat? <laughs> yeah, you know always. that. That's how I yeah? wake up every oh, morning. It's actually how, how like, I when you go to family it, reunions, like everybody just slap squats. No, we we started using it as a uh, mating ritual that got passed down from the generations. <laughs> so no, we don't do it at family reunions anymore. Rob, that's that's good because I know how Eastern Europeans anymore. are. Anymore, yeah, I I got it. I didn't. I, What's a slab squat? Slap squat? Slab S A L. You make it sound like a much less threatening monster that walks around the woods. Slap squat. (laughs) He just comes around Uh, with really big slaps. You see it like a lot with the the Russian gangsters in their all Adidas tracksuits. They're all. Oh. It's it's similar to the Korean squat. Exactly like him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In that one movie that we just saw, The Gentleman? (sighs) Nah. Does he squat in that a lot? I don't remember. He, doesn't he tell yeah. people to squat? He's like a coach. He makes them squat. And he's got that tracksuit uh, shit you're talking about. He, I think right, you're so talking he about Steve Carell and Foxcatcher. Oh, very okay. similar. What about that one? Yeah, that's good. When he makes, uh, <laughs> Thank you, he Dave. Makes, uh, what, Channing Tatum slab squat onto his wiener for cocaine? Correct. Wait, we've all been there. That we've happen? all been there. All right. Uh, so, so in spoilers, the movie, I actually did not read the news because I wanted to watch the movie and then never got around to the movie. Oh, so I have no idea what and, happened. And the movie, it's, it's played up that there was a lot of homosexual interactions for cocaine. Mm. Okay, like Bob to Saget a degree in in Half Baked. It's cool to a degree. Yeah, cool. But I've seen it, dude. Or in Aristocrats. <laughs> 
or in Full House. <laughs> Bob oh. Saget, legitimately, the only person I've ever been starstruck by. For real? Le- oh, when you met for him? For real. For real. I've, I've worked with a lot of people. And when I worked with Bob Saget, he kept talking about raping me. And I, I just <laughs> like, I, I can't keep up with this. You yeah. win, Bob Saget. <laughs> how, how would you? Bob Saget is amazing. The thing uh, I love about Bob Saget is that him and Norm MacDonald are like best friends. They should and have they, like, a podcast together. together. Huh. He, uh, every time Norm's had him on his podcast, it's fucking awesome. Comic gold, I'd imagine. I, I, I will listen to any podcast where it's two comedians talking about the old days of comedy. I'll listen for like nine how, hours. How old are we talking, though? Because if you get like a, this is Bill Cosby talking about <laughs> with like Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I like you get real I, hairy there. Most of them, I most of them. I listen to that anymore, podcast. Also, I would listen Mark, to that podcast. Mark Maron will do. Mark Maron does like he'll talk about like the older days of like the mm. the twenties and thirties. He talks about that a lot, and I really enjoy him going that far back. And yeah, uh, but generally, like uh, I'd say, like the eighties. Uh, you know, the Bill Burr Cummins ups, the Joe Rogans, because those guys. Or who I listen to, and whenever they get together and talk about their old days, I always like that. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comedy writing teams, huh? huh. <laughs> Whoa, segue. Right? Wow. That's fantastic. That's a. I would say it's a, a home run of a segue. Two wheels. Home run. Yeah. It's a scooter Behind with the two wheels. You control it by leaning forward and backwards. Behind the meatballs. I love these turns of phrases I'm learning. I've got uh, nothing else to add. Please continue with your fun. segue. <laughs> I don't either. I was trying to think of something funny to ask, but then I remembered I'm not funny. <laughs> so I'll go into my pre-planned bit. Dave, have you ever in your life, big or small, invented a sport of any kind? I have. Oh. You have? Would you it please tell me about this sport? Small. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what we called it. Me, me and my older brother invented a, a game when we were younger that's probably been invented by many, many a kid, where you would kick a ball up in the air and run, and when it came down, whoever got it, they got to just have a free shot at him. Oh, <laughs> from, okay. from so like, like that distance the other away. person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from that distance, though. Yeah. And you can't that's move. You got to just take it. It was like old school suicide. You ever play that against like the wall with the tennis ball? And you just yeah. got to put your ass up there. And man, it's good that we were all like eight then and couldn't really <laughs> throw a ball that hard. <laughs> and we were also made out of rubber and could bounce back as children do. Yes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Could not happen now. No, things would break even with like the slightest, like a racquetball hitting us. See, Forget it. Shattered. You didn't have a, a name for this game, though? We did. I don't remember what it was called. Mm. Well... That ruins everything. It doesn't. It I'm does. Saying. We called it basketball. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I couldn't believe now that's it either. A segue. <laughs> Tell you yeah, force one. <laughs> Ryan, what about you, buddy? Have All you right. ever invented a game? Alright, so you opened it up because I was going to say sport. No, because I don't enjoy sport. So why would I make a sport? That simple. Done. Uh, games, sadly, yes, I have much more experience than that. Um, you fucking the, dork. I know, I so am. <laughs> and I was tempted while, while Dave was talking to go get my shit, but, like, I've actually made, like, a trading card game that, like, I've Don't refined and worked yeah. on. 
It's essentially Cones of Dunshire. It's not far off. I had a fucking period where, like, I had this shit in my head I needed to get out. And just, like, I was (laughs) fucking obsessed with making this little card game. But, like, I spent so much time. And now it just sits in the fucking closet. I'm like, God, what a fucking weird phase that was. (laughs) But, yeah, I did. There you go. Ta-da! I lost, like, everything you said. But I'll pretend that I know what you said. It's oh, about the cones. Separately. Oh! I don't the know. The cones of Dunshire. <clears throat> Your connection Couldn't you. went... Couldn't hear you. Oh, no. Well, but that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm pretending like... It was amazing what you just said, and I fully agree, Ryan. Absolutely. That's awesome. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, uh-huh. I definitely <laughs> didn't say anything offensive that you're going to really regret agreeing with. Wait till you hear the oh. theme of that game once you listen to the episode. I can... I, I'm going to imagine what it was, is... The year is 1816, and we're in the deep south. (laughs) This is my game. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's it. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I'll regret agreeing with that. (laughs) Uh, Did did making your own game ever get you laid, Ryan? No, of course not. Because, in fairness, I was already married by that point. And, you know. Oh. Well, see, I think that would improve the chances, because... Your lovely wife knows how big of a dork that you are. You could really just lean would, into that. That's good for you. Yeah. No. She knows what she signed no. up for at that point. No, because when I get in project mode, I go real Howard Hughes, and I just like get so fucking like invested in this shit that I'm sure I am like the most neglectful piece of trash for like two weeks. Spouse. Straight. Yeah. Quick yeah. question: How many bottles did you pee into while making your game? I mean, I'm peeing into a bottle right now as I speak to you. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's Howard Hughes levels of investment. I w- that I, is I, Howard I, Hughes let me, level. Let me answer your question future. with a question. What would you say is too many? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> so, wait, are we talking like piss bottles in a room? How many is too many? Oh, yeah, I mean, I think I, it's safe to say. Yeah, I, I was a not in like metaphorical your lifetime. Joke. I'm saying the ones that you haven't really dumped out yet. Yeah, I think like anything over, I'm gonna say three. I strong disagree. One. Any, any is know. too many. I don't know. It rhymes too. Any well, guys, is too many. <laughs> uh, you guys keep talking. I gotta go flush some things. <laughs> I see that baby floating in the piss back there. <laughs> Oh, man. He totally does look like a piss baby. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the uh, the famous avant-garde art piece called Piss Christ? No. No, I'm this actually not. Art. Already. This is a, it's a legitimate like piece of modern art that is literally like a crucifix of Jesus in a masonry jar that somebody has peed in and filled all the way to the top. It's called Piss Christ. Wow. And I think it sells for like 100K. 100k that sounds right yeah. modern i don't get Guys, fucking modern can we art. stop right now i need to go to a christian and buy some crucifixes. <laughs> i gotta go buy a bunch of these catholic candles Mana. for a thing it's like why is your trunk full of poland spring and crosses <laughs> <laughs> so yeah world go check out piss christ it's a thing i had a buddy that once wanted to start a grindcore industrial band with me and call it piss christ oh my god and i was like yeah man let's great do it great band name great band name that sounds but like never everything anywhere. I would not listen to in music. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, 
Did it ever happen? Did he go on with somebody else to make a no, hard? No. What did you call uh, it? A what core? Uh, it was a uh, basically. It was more. He wanted to go like really industrial, like uh, Nine Inch Nails, Bauhaus, sort of like that. Okay. Which number okay. one? I didn't see why he needed me, anyways, because all of that is generally pre-programmed drum machines. <laughs> he needs the <laughs> and person all I know to, how to do him. is play. Dr- oh, <clears throat> I guess so. Because I met this dude, and he's a good buddy, but I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere because he wanted to do a musical thing, and this guy has never played music at all. And I was really, I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Oh, I would have figured it was somebody. That doesn't always happen. Was he Dead no, Mouse? It was just. I wish it was Dead Mouse. I would work with Dead Mouse in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. And uh, who's the marshmallow guy? Is it Dead marshmallow? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Stay puffed, Mister Stay puffed. Tried to think of something. Fortnite, totally concert. harmless. Is Mister Stay puffed? Oh Stapuff. fucking god damn it! This is gonna kill me now. I know. Ryan's it. got his finger on the pulse of EDM music. I do love me some EDM. Ryan I'm not going to lie. Raves. I'm not going to lie. I can we get into EDM. Just, I'm, I, I'm so tell. distracted by all your glow sticks right now. <laughs> uh, can you stop waving your glow sticks for two oh, seconds so I can I just focus? I can't. That'd be great. <clears throat> I, can't, it's the, I think this is the move. Why are you rubbing different colors of, of chalk on you? <laughs> Uh, this move I call Chernobyl It's, a, it's an Child. audio medium, damn it. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. It's good. People can see all of this. Let me describe in great detail all of the drugs Ryan is overreacting on. And so many. And Psycho Billy freak out on. So, gentlemen. It's just Marshmallow. I know that Ryan is... F- okay. Fucking Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I know it was something like that. I know that Ryan is familiar with sound engineer Andrew, but I don't believe you've ever known sound engineer andre have you dave i have not i need friends this is great <laughs> sound engineer andre is i feel like conan o'brien edit, right now he used to edit all of our shows he would record them edit them and also film them for youtube and edit those he would do everything <laughs> for a six pack of beer like every week it was great we didn't have to do anything for like the first year and a half of this show i think That's longer fantastic. than and, uh, that i think like two years was, maybe even Probably for a while. He did yeah. He did a lot of the grunt work for us. It was great. And then he quit. And then like the first 10 Why'd episodes he Why did I he did, quit? Well, we can't so, talk like, about it, it because of the the NDA. We had to sign yeah. some things. He, he We're not allowed to NDA talk with about us. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will say that it didn't involve me in a coat closet and not letting him out. But, but I, I can't say... Who it does involve. Okay. But I can't tell you it's not me of the three people that worked on the podcast. (laughs) Guys, next week, Mr. Mr. Bolton's releasing his tell-all book about his time in the White House. I'm sure this is going to come up in like an appendix about Mm -hmm. why this all happened here in the Experience Grind podcast. It's a footnote, but it's the it's a It's a footnote, but it's in there for sure. (laughs) But no, our good buddy, sound engineer Andre, he did invent uh, an entire sports game when we were in high school together, and it was ah. fairly popular. I do remember, like, a lot of people playing this game with us, and they were people that, like, went to high school, but, like, I didn't interact with them. They were from different uh, social groups, but sound engineer Andre had this weird power where he kind of 
fit in with everybody and everybody liked we him. We call that and everybody popularity. Wanted, huh? Yeah. <laughs> popularity? The name of the power is popularity. He, uh, <laughs> he set this thing up and it's it's basically football, but with a couple of weird rules. Like if, if it's Australian one, football where it goes backwards or something. I don't know how it works. I'm not going to be impressed. It's not, it's not that. It, the, so the first thing, uh, even though we were in high school and in great shape, we were still lazy and smoked a lot of weed. So instead of a football field, it was only half a football field. <laughs> right. And then, the cool 50 yards. Great. Yep, I'm already 50 in yards, favor That's all of you're this. doing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the football was uh, deflated a bit. It wasn't flat, but it wasn't. Uh, overly full and round no, and springy. I, there I was, get it. I, I live in New England. Deflate Gate was a thing with Tom Brady. I, I'm on board <laughs> already. I'm from Indiana. I, it was very, very bad. I We're still angry about, about it. I'll tell you. But I'm laughing for support. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, this game was called Punter Ball. So you could kick. Uh, I think you could kick it any time. Uh, the cool thing about it... Kick the ball or a person? You could kick the ball. Got it. And you, so you could kick it, I think, at any time, but there was always... The kickoff was always the punt, and you could retrieve your own punt every time. There were also not downs, pretty much. Um, it's weird, too. So, all right, I'm going to try to explain this the best that I can. I, I, right now, I it sounds like, like getting rid of the of, downs. It's of very like, weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like ultimate frisbee mixed with half half a football field. Very mm-hmm. similar. So you could throw the ball, but you had to throw it with two hands. <laughs> and, <right>. But then <laughs> here's where it gets even a little more weird. So if you threw it or if it was kicked, no matter what, the ball wasn't in play. Unless it touched the ground first. So even if it's thrown at somebody, it has to touch the ground. And then once it touches the ground, anybody can pick it up. Hold on. So he created a sport where where athletic ability is just out the window. Yes. Yes. Good for him. Yes. I'm on board. This is amazing. It's 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 not bad. It was a it was a lot of fun. It could also get still pretty physical. Um yeah. because like I said, there's the there no ball on the ground. Those things don't go cheap. I get it. There were no downs, so basically, anytime the ball was on the ground, it was a live ball, and the game was going. So, there things changed all the time, um, and I think once you got it in, there was three points, and then you had a chance to go for one <laughs> extra point. Right, Quidditch, got it. Yes. Is and that then right? Also because is that really Quidditch? <sighs> Quidditch is so silly. It is uh, extremely silly. Yeah. I would like to harp on that for uh, what a minute, is Quidditch? but we won't. <laughs> Quidditch makes no sense because you can, what, you can score as many goals, but isn't the Sneech worth like 50 fucking points? Well, the Sneech is nothing. The Snitch is something, though, and that's worth oh, 150 snitch. points. Uh, 150? <laughs> that's even more! I'm, oh, God. I, I resign. I want this podcast where you just correct Kyle <laughs> on his fucking pronunciation. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, oh, the unreleased man. drunk Last Jedi was just me and Dave. Going uh, at it. We There's... were firing at each other, and I the only thing I regret about recording The Last Jedi with you is I couldn't hug you after. That was the only I know, thing. I know. 
But I knew it was love, baby. I knew it was love. We came at it. We had respect before. We had more respect after. It's true. When you go through the trenches, you're a true band of brothers. Tom Hanks ain't got shit on us. That's right, man. What are you going to do? Shoot a gun at a tank like you're some fucking private riving saving asshole? No. We're going to talk about Star Wars. That's what real men do. That's it. Yeah. Matt Gaiman. Fantastic. But no, so Punterball was a real fucking game. It was crazy. It broke all the rules. And then uh we just stopped playing it. I don't know why. He sent me he sent me a very long, elaborate breakdown of it, which I like, and I tried to Alright, so there is no clock or I periods, have theories why you stopped playing concludes, it, but continue. <laughs> the game concludes when an agreed upon score is met. So it's like uh the NBA All Star game. Twenty one. Yeah. So <laughs> I just can't say. Welcome to Punterball, where it's like whose line is anyway. I'm oh. Drew Carey, where where the points don't matter. You can also roll it to anybody, but it's like the line of scrimmage. You can't. Roll here's it our punter. Forward. It's Wayne Brady, and here's our receiver. It's Colin Mockery. Oh, I here's would watch the that. here's the tackler on the ground, man. It's Ryan Styles, and here's the random fourth person who's never on any other episode. Here we go. He's Welcome the- to Punterball. He's the guy with the glasses who's actually a brilliant guy, right? He was on more than the guy, all the other people. Like, he was on the Joe the Rogan podcast. In, uh, like, he's like a fucking one, genius. It, what? Yeah. Phantom Menace. Is this what? Yeah, he's one of the announcers. He did a whole episode. <gasps> oh, of, he is. Uh, yes. 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 He does do that yeah. guy. The blah, 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 blah. Fuck is that guy's name? He looks like the guy who sold those phone books Greg, on the Greg infomercials. Something. Greg, uh, Greg. It is Greg. Greg something. Greg, 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 Greg Poops. Greg Poops. Greg Poops. You're right. It's Greg. I think Proops. you're mixing up Survivor with Who's Live. Greg Poops. Anyway. Also, really interesting it's, show that I'm going to pitch to CBS tomorrow. Because I, I think Greg he has Poops like a. Um, is the show. He, had, he used to have a podcast that had like a poop pun in it because of his last name Proops. It's like everybody Proops or something. I don't get it. That's really good, actually. I do get it. There, yeah, there's something <laughs> like that. It, it's it's it was pretty pretty genius. Show me the cast. Why is the internet doing this to me? Brad Sherwood. I remember Brad too. Brad was pretty enjoyable. He was all right. The name, but that's not sounds him. familiar. You had the Brad one guy. Brad Sherwood who, was the. He was the, the guy who played white uh, guy. Josh Porter from The Office, season three. Stanford manager. He was there. Chip something. Oh yeah, he was on there too. He did stuff. It is Greg Proops. You're right, Ryan. Right, Proopster. He, had, he had a poop pun podcast, and that shit sticks around in my memory forever. <laughs> Ryan's a big poop fan. <laughs> I'm not, but like I am a Who pun fan. Who was the guy fan? from what were we talking about? The fan. Office? It was Chip something. He was uh he popped up all the time. It was Josh Porter in the office. I don't know his real name. Chip if something. He had a punny name. I know. I think it Chip down. is it's... like a is like a, a comedy name though. Chip Sandwich. Yep, nailed it. A chip sandwich. They called him the ice sandwich. cream man. Is an, another uh, nickname. All right, so I get his name is Charles Eston, but he probably goes by Chip. I would too. So you don't think he's like a collar popping fuck? Uh, Charles Eston's a collar popping name. I yeah. feel Chip Eston is more of a collar popping fuck. You think so? When I think Chip, I think ah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, see, I think Chip and Dale. The calendar? But also, Mr. October? really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mr. October! Uh, shit! What a fucking segue, dude. 
it's what like I you're do. natural. Oh. Like Lazy Boy? <laughs> That's that whole uh, thing. <laughs> it's Barkalizer. Keep coming, man. The booze is hitting hard. I'm firing. All the synapses are connecting. This is great. I'm really like, I I'm actually, already opened second beer, and we're 24 minutes in. I do, too. Uh, man. Because I know where it's going to go, and I know where it's going to start, and I knew it watching it yesterday. I called it, and I was like, oh, yeah. And here's the reason why. Because I watched this movie, and I had thoughts of two other movies that came out after this movie. What movie? Idiocracy. The intro to this is very similar to Idiocracy. Yes. Agreed. This intro is what plants crave. And holy shit, I feel like a lot of this movie gets ripped off by Dude, Where's My Car? There's a lot of similar things that happen, including... A full-on dude-on-dude kiss for comedic relief. That was. There's, I, I, there's I an took argument that, that contains. Porn, yeah. I paused the, the movie dude? for a hot second and said, "Hold on a second. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. What? But just by this much. <laughs> oh, I did. I did not take that as a comedic beat at all. I took it as very sensual. I was moved I loved it, deeply. But it's, that's In best friends pants. kissing. That's best friends kissing. How it's, could you be against that? I'm you guys strongly like for it. Ugh. Two dudes kiss? Ugh. Gross, man. The thing Blech. is that Ryan's for it. Kyle's against it. And this is why Ryan <laughs> fucked off to whatever Carolina he's in. Because he, exactly he couldn't lead into the best, the, the best friend kiss. <laughs> That's exactly you're how truly, You're truly sullying the lagoon of peace, Kyle. <laughs> On the makalaka board of peace. <laughs> Civil War. I love how, dude should kiss. how Ryan's dressed I don't like up as dudes a pineapple kissing. right now. Yeah. Civil War. I wish Ryan was dressed up as a pineapple. Um, I wish I had a pineapple costume. I'd be into that. Ryan, you earmuffs. Think if you... Ryan, earmuffs real quick. Kyle, if he was dressed up as a pineapple, could we call him bitch? Could we call him? Yeah, of course. Could we of call course. him squeak? Here's the thing. If you never met Ryan physically oh. in person, he has the same physical build. As oh yeah, Kenny Squeaks Galari. It's to a degree. He he used to be a fat kid, but now he's all good. All right, let's call him. We'll call him Squeak. All right, I'm back. Welcome back, Squeak. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, it happened. <laughs> God damn. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. Considering what I'm about to fucking say about Squeak and his character in this movie. You guys rag on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. <laughs> I am going to try. So fucking hard to not quote the shit out of this movie like we do on every goddamn yeah, good comedy luck. movie good episode. Luck. Here's I'm, the thing. I'm going to find it I, very, very easy to not quote this No, movie. you're going to do great, cock. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, watching this movie again, I realize there's a lot of the fucking quotes in this movie that I have just taken and adapted, and I actually quite use them a lot. Uh, mm. Especially... I love when they're doing the Scottish accents at each other. And he says, I love you. Always have. I've said that to so many people. Nobody ever gets that reference. Mm-hmm. I usually save it for hospitals whenever I kill a kid. Yeah. Yeah. The other one. It seems, like, it seems appropriate. It's the time. Is that why they call it the Irish goodbye? It was originally named after <laughs> killing kids in hospitals and doing yes. Irish accents. <laughs> yeah. They, really, I love you. Always they did have. a goof them up in the hospital. And they're like, oh, let's a goof them up. What? They really goofed up. Uh, 
Another one that I, I legit do, um, if I'm good enough friends with the person, I can say that to them. But every time I meet a girl named Brittany, in my head I go, <laughs> hi, Brittany. Every fucking time. Don't matter. Every time I see this one, you know what I want to say? Hi, Brittany. For, for the people listening, I pointed to He's my Britney Spears life-size stand Life-size, she is going hard on that Coke bottle right now. Oh, man. It's Pepsi. Let's get our is product it? placement right. It's true. You, you product place on your show. You know this, Dave. Pepsi is a sponsor. I do apologize to Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give five hail Pepsis in repentance. I have to. And I'm going to go watch Rookie of the Year right after this just to make sure I cover all my bases. That's a Pepsi commercial on that, right? I think it was. I Holy can't shit, remember. All I remember is Pitcher's got a big butt. Yeah. Rosenbagger! Oh, and I was... Is that the one where his arm was in a cast? Loving? Yeah. Okay. It heals like the, this and the that, tendons the get all tight. The movie directed by Daniel Stern, of course. He directed that? He's <laughs> he also sure in that. Yeah. You can star in the same movie you direct? Uh, yeah, don't tell Woody Allen. Daniel Stern, Woody Allen. Never thought they'd be compared. And here we are. <laughs> Basketball. Fuck. Daniel Stern also starred in the biggest movie to ever come out of Indiana. Some weird pulls here. This is what audiences right now love in podcasts. Daniel Stern talk and Woody Allen. <laughs> and episodes about Tearing basketball. They love both of those things. <laughs> they mm-hmm. do. Oh, oh god damn. I... No, I'm not going to say that. That's mean. Let's continue. I don't want to insult anybody listening or no, just gonna, Daniel oh, Stern. Daniel Stern does not listen to. to your podcast. I yeah. tweeted him before, and he told me not to listen. You're good. Oh, say you oh yeah. I'm not worried about. <laughs> I'm not worried about that fucking bumpkin listening. Sorry, right. I lied. He does listen. He oh no! I'm sorry, I, Mr. Stern. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I really he loved you. Home Alone away. Five, starring Ryan. I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Joe Pesci, anyways. I mean, if we're going with any, well, actually, if anybody from that movie, I'd still, I'd go Macaulay Culkin. I think there are stories yeah. that he's going to be fun. Then Pesci. Then that mom, Catherine O'Hara. I was going to say the mom, Catherine She's O'Hara, great. for sure. It's Greek. She's great. Then <sighs> John Candy. I got, I got, no, I got excited and then immediately sat and I was like, oh, John Candy. Oh, John Candy. Yeah. Damn. No, I meant right now. John Candy right now. Pour one out. We'll just call Dan Aykroyd over. He'll summon him in his crystal head vodka. He would actually we'll talk do to that. Him. Dan Aykroyd would summon John Candy. That's a movie I'd watch. That was going to be Farley Ghostbusters 3 until they oh, ruined it shit. with women. Oh! Yeah, the women! <laughs> All right, TM. We're going to throw a TM on that idea with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy in the, in the crystal head skull. We did it. TM. Done. Trademark. <laughs> I wish that John uh, Candy would have tried to sue it. to I... stop uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones 4 from coming out. Uh, well. I wish he would have uh, done that. That could have saved a lot of us. Let's not talk about Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan, and we don't have enough time. Oh! Basketball! Okay. I don't hate it also. <laughs> hey, buddy. And next time you want to have a fun show and no argue, Dave, let's talk about <laughs> Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> I do want to be there. I, for that I've never one, gotten along with middle. either of you guys. What the hell is happening right now? When I when I <laughs> talked to Kyle, it was based on the idea of I like the Last Jedi. He hates it, and then we just went at it. And Brian sat there and jerked off in the corner. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> see that, but that's what he did. And then when Ryan came on with Civil War, I think Civil War is okay. 
and Ryan really <laughs> likes Civil War, and I think Tony Stark is a piece of shit in with Iron Man. And, <laughs> oh my god, it's a masterpiece! Literally, they give him so much fucking depth exactly. in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> no Indiana Jones four. Right. Here we are. It's, god damn it! It's funny too. I swear to God, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. Not twenty minutes before this podcast starting, guess who was arguing on the internet about Last Jedi? This is you again? <laughs> yes. You constantly tell me that you are done talking Star Wars. It is constantly. I know, and then in one of the many fucking group chats I'm in, it came up, and I was like, oh, yeah? Check this set out. That movie sucks. That wasn't really that hard. I've never been that harsh again. That was a level I achieved. I'm only getting there now because we're back to to booze levels. Right. They're flowing. Also, I think it's fine to, again, think a movie sucks as long as you can eloquently... Like, say why, and not just like I don't I like after it. After hour two of my biggest, my biggest thing elegance. in the world is live right. Exactly, my biggest thing <laughs> in the world is like what you like. That's totally yeah. fine. I happen to think Freddy Got Fingered is fantastic. I'm on record saying that a million times over. I have a reason you're, you're why not... I think it's fantastic. Like what you like, yeah. but have a reason why you like it. Have a yep. reason why you don't like it. Simple yep. enough. Yep. I'm also don't just I'm... say that movie sucked. Yeah, we preach sort of a similar thing here. Our thing here is always different strokes, different folks, because no matter what anybody ever creates, not 100 percent of people are going to like anything. There's just no fucking way. Sure. And so that's fine. I learned that early on as a creator. Like, yeah, some people don't like my music. That's fucking cool, man. I'm not bothered by that. I get it. I don't like all the fucking music in the world. It's fine. You cannot like things. You want to break it down down even further. Art is not definitively good nor bad. There is no such thing as good nor bad art. It is all in the beholder. And as long as you can, again, understand why you are drawn to things or not drawn to things, I think there's an interesting discussion there. Otherwise, I don't need to hear you talk about movies. With but this is a, I'm sorry. This is what I was going to say. This is all my big, long, jerk-off around way to say, Dave, I really respect your opinion. So even when you say something erroneous, like Civil War is an average movie at best, and Tony Stark has no humanity in the movie, I respect it. <laughs> and I appreciate you for respecting me. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, you need, some, you need some DC posters behind you, you fucking clown. Uh, I do not think I have... I have one Wonder Woman hanging up. I have a Batgirl. And that is it. Uh, I got a Joker Pez. And then it's all Marvel. A Joker Pez. Yeah, a Joker Pez. <laughs> and it's surrounded by, like, Avenger Pezes. So it's, like, very lonely. Oh, man. He's getting teamed up. Is, is it like yeah. the uh, the meme of Piper Perry and the five black guys on the couch behind her? Have you seen this meme? It's everywhere. I don't know who Piper Perry is. I don't. I have no idea who that is. Piper Perry is a small, very petite, white porn star. Uh, and there's a famous guessed. meme of her sitting on a couch very happily with five very large black men behind her who then proceed to destroy her in the scene. So Apparently, I've what you're never suggesting seen is... <laughs> yes. So who's uh-huh. Thor here? Wait, okay, I mean, so I, it's Mjolnir. Wait, did Thor. she did she name her did she name her her goods Mjolnir? Who's worthy? I don't know. I do know. I I've not seen the scene that the meme is from, but okay. I have seen a scene where Piper Perry plays 
uh, a Margot Robbie. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That that ever since that Harley Quinn movie, that's been popping up in a bunch of porn. I've seen like three or four actresses that have portrayed mm-hmm. that same character. How do you how do you think yeah. Victoria Silstead, Playmate of the Year, would do as Harley Quinn? I don't think Victoria Silstead would be very good at all in most things. I think she's pretty good, including in this because basketball. All she has to do, yeah, she's she's Damn. only good in this because she has no lines and she has to kiss uh, Matt Stone. The, the throwy like one, right? Yeah, I one was somehow we better hair. Before we started talking about this movie, because I can never keep the two names good. So Matt Stone is the really? throwy one. Trey Parker is also the coop. Jewish one. Okay. I Matt Stone is also Jewish. He does the I voice of Kyle was, Broblowski. I thought that was backwards. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would have well, guessed. Well, so, uh, yeah. I mean, Trey Parker also does two of his South Park voices in this movie. He does <laughs> sure uh, does. Mr. Garrison, and he does Cartman. Yeah. But he does Mr. Mr. Garrison when he's talking to uh, Reamer in the locker room with their giant uh, cocks out. Yeah, yeah. that's right. With these kids. I'm sorry, I forgot how much Doug Reamer cares about kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. So let's talk about this movie, guys. We've we've skirted around it. Yeah, I feel like we're Basketball skirting. Ball you goes. think? You think? We're like a half hour into this thing. You think we skirted around it? I think a half That's hour is probably nice. That's the way all these nice. episodes go. Yeah, we're uh, Closer. about 37 minutes in. That's yeah. about let's average. About, let's talk about Punterball the movie. That's about average. This fucking basketball slash punter ball the movie. Whew. Here's the thing I didn't realize until last night that this is a David Zucker movie. Same. Who, yeah. yeah. David Zucker is famous for Airplane and Top Secret, Naked Gun, Naked Gun 2. And then uh, Scary Movie 3, 4, the, and 5. The good yeah, ones. The, the bad ones. Actually, they're no, the none movies. of them are good. None of them are good. They're all duds. I like two. The middle betters. I disagree. He also did. What else did he do? Uh, he did some weird fucking movies, My too. My Boss's Daughter, that Ashton yeah, Kutcher that comedy that was like, it should have it should have been forgotten. But sadly, it's in his IMDb, and now I remembered it. It has Tara Reid in it, too. Yep. That uh, was in, that, was in that two to three year span we were talking about where Molly Shannon had a career. Tara Reid also had a two to three year span where she had a career. And then Molly, she, Molly Shannon. Did you, did you Shannon just Elizabeth. confuse Molly Shannon with Elizabeth Shannon? Did I say that? Shannon Elizabeth. I probably Shannon did. Elizabeth both Even the... worse. Who's Alcohol Molly Shannon then? <gasps> oh, no. Molly Shannon's Molly great. Molly Shannon is from SNL. I, I completely Molly Shannon stiffing back. her elbows. Shannon Elizabeth is watching pie fuckers. You're right. I'm sorry. I did but, confuse them. Molly Shannon is a fucking treasure. Shannon Elizabeth had her tits out in a movie once. a great set of tits. Yeah. We both went to tits. Yeah, what a great sadly, show for It sex. wasn't the acting. It wasn't anything. No. Those movies were made to get young boners in seats. And you did it with some... I tell you, it wasn't the acting. Some nice, nice new York Because we all seen boobs. 13 Ghosts. <laughs> 13 Ghosts. And it definitely wasn't the acting. I give those It was the ghosts. Uh, Everyone came 13. for the ghosts. <laughs> Goes out of 13. That's horrible. I don't know where I was going with that one. I'm sorry. There's also, there's not a bad set of boobs (laughs) in 13 Ghost. They're just attached to a psychopathic dead chick. Oh, that's true. You're right. man. For what it's worth, dead chicks got tits too. They do. When you think think about it. What do you think, like, 
Imagine exhuming a grave like oh, 40 you years ghost? from now. All right. So like here's the thing. Skeletons. All right, here we go. Ready? Marilyn Monroe. Pull it out. Pull out that grave because she's, uh, I think, in the in the wall somewhere. Pull it out. Yep. What do you think um, you're going to find? A fucking basketball. Bones. What do you think you're going to find? <laughs> bones. <laughs> you're not going to find nothing because she's still alive. Living with Tupac. And I can't. I can't, yeah, I, uh, that would have been way better. I was trying to think of a famous actress she could still be, and I came up with nothing. Yeah, it's just Rebel Jennifer Wilson? Lawrence. What? Jennifer Lawrence is Marilyn Monroe, but with uh, surgery. It's just, uh, extensive plastic surgery. This it's, is terrible. It's this weird reptilian like conspiracy. Ask Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. He knows all about it. He's been trying to tell you guys. But these Hollywood celebs, right. they, they keep recycling out. in. Elvis, here's here's something. Elvis, you ready? You, you know who Elvis is? Kevin Hart. Think on that one. Oh, that's a good one. Think on that one. <laughs> Be fucking old. I don't know. Yeah, that, don't know. that is nah, a little right. bit. You'll you'll appreciate this. All right. So. Oh, will I? Here, this is the fortress, isn't it? It's lovely. I have crystals. <laughs> I have my. Uh, Right over there. I got the projector. Ah. Oh, 120 inch. Shit. 120 inch. I'm not I'm not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. Last Father's Day, I told my wife the only thing I've ever wanted was a home theater. Same. Same. That's it. Is that the home theater that you watched basketball on? It is. Yes. It is. I could not find my DVD of basketball though. I couldn't either. I saw it. I fucking read it from Amazon. I didn't. I went on Cody because I'm an adult and I know how to hack yeah. things still. And I you li- can. I miss LimeWire so much. I just paid for it legally and rented it. I do too. I nope. Have- nope. I paid for it once. That's good enough for me. David Zucker just need my money. You're not wrong. That's true. There. Neither do Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But uh, I have no idea where I support though. them. I'm okay. What about with all those Universal them. execs? What about them? Universal can they suck a their, dick. Universal's been eating ass for years. BMWs. No, 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 no. They eat ass. I'm eating telling ass. you. Universal eats eaters. Who does ass. Fact? Uh, <laughs> those fine folks at Disney. They just do That's it. That's right. They're vegan. They, they do it. They just toss salads they do it all in day. the shadows. That's right. Oh. Is that a uh, Taika Waititi reference? Mm-hmm. That You've been stroking that dude off for like four years now. In fairness, I, which is I deserved. I think he's very good. I think he's very good. I don't think he's the end all be all. Anybody else was stroking very this good. dude off. God, this was back when fucking boy was out. <laughs> I was stroking him off when boy came out. And nobody knew about that him. fucking movie. I was I stroking to him with the Eagle and Shark. Eagle versus Shark was good. And I really appreciated it. It was a little bit twee and navel gazy and like the animated interstitials. Like it was of the time. But like Terms. that twist, like where he builds up like the arc of going to confront the bully, the bully and that he yeah. does not learn anything is such a good fucking like stroke of genius. Right. They were they were dead the whole time. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Just dead. I didn't see all the red symbolism everywhere. Like I, it was, it was in my face, like the red balloon, the red doorknob, the red carpet and then like the dinner where he's talking and obviously not talking to her. Of course, because the waiter came up and said, hey, you want a Pinot Grigio or do you want a 
do you want a Cabernet Sauvignon? He went, oh, Sauvignon. And I thought you were going to say, do you want a Pinot Grigio or do you want a Pinus Gigantrio? So That's Kyle just got Latin hired for the over basketball writing team. You're on. Dude, I, here's the thing. So, all right. So this was a David Zucker movie with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. This did not feel like a fucking David Zucker movie to me. I, it felt like a Trey Parker, Matt Stone movie. Yeah, a but lot of it. For what it's worth, in these types of films with a director... What type of vision do they need to even have? This is one of those movies that's built on the writing, and the vision behind it is kind of just reinforcement. Ryan looks like he's going to throw up, and I'm curious what he has to say. (laughs) I love how passionate you're going into this. Because you're coming off hard, strong, visionary angle for this movie. Right? Right, because I can't take a comedy seriously, apparently. I want to go out there and say, this movie, Basketball, has a very special place in my heart. Legitimately. Me too, buddy. Me too, man. We should maybe talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, because I I always say that the movies that got me into film in general, I always say it's A Clockwork Orange. I always say it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit because that's the movie that made me go, how the hell did they do that? Okay. Mm -hmm. How'd they pull it off? And it's always basketball. And the reason why it's basketball is because when I was 10 years old, 1998, I was in California visiting family. And I w- remember going to Universal Studios, going on the Universal Studios tour. And on the tram car, it was just all basketball around like the border. That's what they were doing. And that hmm. was the day that I went to Hill Valley. Back to the Future, saw the, the, the clock tower. And it's the day I said, I want to make fucking movies. Nice, hmm. man. So this movie has a weird, like amount of i don't know like wait for me it's a weird one but here we are here we are yeah okay it's also weird because that was just uh, a last out marketing ditch effort which did not work out because like most comedies this didn't do very well in theaters critics fucking hated it it was panned critics don't have a sense of humor but it, like a lot of other cult movies, found its footing in DVD and VHS rentals. Got a second mm-hmm. footing, as most comedies do in these rental markets. Yeah. Um, like Super Troopers. Most, yeah. Also kind I was going to say, most people just don't typically go out of and South see. Park. Yeah. South Park also kind of helped it elevate. South Park was still in its infancy. I think this was around the second or third season of South Park. And I do know that when they accepted this movie, it was early enough on that they were convinced that South Park would be canceled and they would have no issues making this movie. And then South Park became a hit. And I know that they were doing principal photography on this movie during the day and then immediately going and working on South Park at night. And then they'd maybe sleep like two or three hours and get up and go do the whole thing over again. Start basketball in the day, work that, do South Park all night. And they said that it was a very miserable experience. But that's kind of just how they work in general. Every experience they've ever been no, a part especially. of is a miserable experience because, like, that's their South Park schedule. Is is the, the turnaround in the South Park episode is they have one day off a week, and then it is writing, directing, doing all that shit in the span of six days. So, like, they have no time to breathe mm-hmm. because they have to stay very current and topical. I feel like they thrive in this. Team America, they also burden themselves 
with puppeteering in a way that made it fucking hell on earth. Like, this is what they do, mm-hmm. and I think they thrive in it. So, and I think, I'm fine with for this. For me personally, Honestly, I, think I think it produces good art. I think art. that's why... Base, exactly. I think that's why basketball is kind of one of these levels above some of these other things that I do. Like, I think basketball is much more enjoyable than Road Trip. On these rewatches, I thought it was much better than uh, Dude, Where's My Car? I I enjoyed agree. the fuck out of this movie on this rewatch. I, Absolutely. Yeah. I feel if like you want to even go back to the production aspect of it is with this movie. Yeah. Making a movie is really, really fucking hard. I remember when I was making movies and being on set of these big budget films being on set for 12 to 16 mm-hmm. hours a day easily. That was the minimum. And you're saying that these guys were on set for 12 hours a day and then they were going off and making their own show at the same time. That is yeah. incredible to me. Yeah. How it's, do you have dude, the energy? I don't know, man. Drugs, drugs, and then, drugs. It's probably drugs. Probably and drugs. Booze. <laughs> And they were very young. They were still like in their early 20s around this time, I think. Mid- early to mid. But yeah, I don't know so, their age point, but yeah, I would imagine them being young and full of that kind of go get them energy. I, real quick, like piss and vinegar. Before yeah. we continue on, I feel like I, I need to say because I feel like my, my looks on camera are getting misinterpreted here. I think this is Just your face. a good to find movie. I, I have I have some points. I have some issues. I think a lot of it really works. Some mm-hmm. things don't. But I do think overall it's enjoyable. I just had an issue with you specifically saying you don't see the David Zucker in this movie because I strongly really? do. And it's, it's the element it's I fucking hate. a lot of Zucker. Hate. I hate okay. the Zucker in this really? movie. Do you think it takes you out of it? It Is takes that me why? out of it. Yep. Yep, it does. I so think please go, it, it brings go the, further. I I I will I like I I feel there are two very specific types of humor in this movie and there's like that kind of very insightful to like knowing how media works kind of humor and like how tropes and arcs work and we're going to subvert that like I can see the Trey Parker humor and the Matt Stone humor yes. in this movie but then there are also a bunch of dumb kind of visual gags that go on for way 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 too long and almost turn into like fucking cartoons that I think like the psychouts, like, uh, the psychouts are real problematic for me. I've got an issue with really? them, and I think the reaction to the psychouts uh. has always been super confused, and it just seems kind of dumb. I think I'll be honest. I think the psychouts are hit and miss. I, there might be a few that work for me, and I th- I have them listed, but like ultimately, which one's twenty three in the movie? Kind of. Co- which ones? Right. Which ones hit? Which ones miss? I'm oh, I'm actually shit. curious. All right. right. Well, if we're going down. Uh, because I, I have a favorite psych out myself, and I want to get into these. I mean, I think... No, I want to hear Ryan explain it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, curious now. <laughs> I think the best psych out is when Ernest Borgnine dies. And then it's everything about that. I love the aluminum <laughs> foil one. I think that's good. I think some of like... <laughs> I think there are some really smart... Like, Call it an effective! Call it an effective! I just put tinfoil in my mouth. Call it an effective. It's distracting it's- as anything would be. But you know what? All right, here's what I don't do when you're distracted is I go, whoa, and then throw myself fucking off screen in the most dramatic, overacted, Daniel Day-Lewis wannabe fucking way. Like, they're telling these people to react to these psychouts, which is like, oh, uh, you're talking about when they miss and they fall. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that, I, that definitely takes me out of it. But I also think the gags to get them to miss are like hit and miss. I love the squeaks like... 
your mom's going out with squeaks and like that recurring oh, joke works. when he reclaims it at the end and then he reclaims so it and I think good. these are very good setup jokes and i think that's matt stone and trey parker but then there's like the got milk shit with like just squirting milk from his nipple into somebody's mouth which is like yeah. this is just a dumb fucking visual gag and it has david zucker's name over it like this is in a scary movie this belongs in a scary movie and it's these- do you not think that mm. i mean i've i've no. seen meet the parents well, again, that's handled differently. That's got, talking about Can it. you milk me? That's funny. I think that is funny. That works because it's the, the same joke, it's but not. visually, it's we not. actually see it now. It's we not. actually see the milk coming out of the nips. We no. don't. We don't no. so much just hear Robert De Niro. The go, joke yeah. is Nipples. that it's from Robert De Niro, who is fucking yeah. stern and serious as fuck, saying the word nipples, fucker, yeah. and all this stuff straight face and making it intimidating that's the joke is that he's doing this to intimidate ben stiller the joke in basketball is hey this guy's squirting milk from his nipple real hard into this guy's face yeah, and he said that miss catch a shot phrase. so that they win the denslow cup and that's <laughs> also another button. issue this is sports super referential like everything is a I reference can... to something from that time and some doesn't work that's and some thing. does not and like there's a I lot can, of sucker elements that's it both of you that's it i can defend both of you because i do agree that it doesn't work for the reason that it's dated because of the fact that it's clearly referencing got milk commercials and there are a couple of times in this movie which is common especially in a zucker comedy Mm -hmm. where it's a pop culture reference in a film which is very weird because that thing is not going to be current forever uh there's also a reference to chelsea clinton and bill clinton which is just bill it's 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 a good joke for us. But it's also dated. Can I yes. go on record here and say that putting tinfoil in your mouth and chewing it comedically tastes real gross? It's fucking awful. That's why yeah. it's a good reaction. Like, I know that I also <laughs> did that after this movie as a kid and was like, why would you do this? This is I terrible. just did it now thinking it'd be funny, never doing it before. And I got Ryan to break for a second. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. It's that not a good time. there. Yeah. It's like when you uh, test a nine volt battery on your tongue. Oh. Ah, it's awful. One of the ones that does work that shouldn't maybe, and this is to like, like, because I often, when I say like, I have an issue with the comedy, people let me in. It's like, oh, he's pretentious. He doesn't get it. He's a critic. Oh, he just doesn't like dumb fart jokes and like pretentious juvenile. That's my favorite. That one works. But like, I was going to say even the one like, um, him taking Marlon Brando's liposuction. Fat! Fat out. Fat liposuction. And and then that it gets no reaction is so fucking funny to me. Like, I think that's really good. But like, crass and juvenile. So like, that's not the case either. Like, but doesn't that it, make it that funnier Reardon, that the yeah. ones that shouldn't get a reaction get a reaction, and the ones that that don't get a reaction are the ones that are actually legitimately really, really funny? The fact that it bothers Coop, That's but he still is That's drinking it as he walks that. off too. I love that. That's just a subtle little acting thing that just sells that little bit because he's still drinking. He's like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And then yeah. Reaver comes out and oh, oh it's salty. <laughs> It's all salty and warm. <laughs> I also did not. Uh, I tell you, I what is your favorite one, Ryan? What's the one that you like the best? Mm, I mean, it very well might be the finger. I think a lot of my favorite things from Hands this movie down, are not the psych out. It's it's the yeah, line. Mine is the finger too. But the finger mine psych is, outs are the best. Yeah, mine is 
uh, how to speak San Franciscan. Vagina. I love no, it was an Australian later. joke. Yeah, I love, number one, here's the thing. It, it's very fucking weird, especially in 98, and it was a little weird that they were so hardcore on the, the gay jokes, and it felt a little out of place. It wasn't a gay what joke, liked, it was an Australia joke. He said that. What I liked is that the referee even calls it out, and like they're mm. saying, like, no, you can't make can't gay jokes. Can't do that, can't yeah. do that. But there's even a better subtle little joke if you notice that the referee throws down a pink, a flag, pink flag for the gay joke. There's just, it's so, it's like I was watching it. I was like, this is bad. And then they layers. called it uh, offensive. Now and layers. I was like, oh, that's good. And then it was the pink fight. And I was like, yes, this makes it, this turns it around. It's 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 the Chappelle showification. And, and this is why yeah. South Park is able to get away with this and why Matt Stone and Trey Parker are able to get away with this is because they're nihilists and they tear down everything equally. Nothing is sacred. They, they tear down anything and and in such it's fine because nobody is getting out of this unscathed like right, that's what comedy away. should be mm-hmm. yes that's how it should be that's how yeah. richard pryor made his entire career back in the day that's how rodney dangerfield made his career nobody's safe mm-hmm. that's the way it should be not uh my fucking favorite insult comedian of all time don rickles made fun of everybody including in- himself including mm-hmm. hockey pucks yeah, I, I Don Rickles didn't reference. fucking care. <laughs> okay, cool. You don't get Don Rickles and hockey pucks references. I didn't. You gotta watch Toy Story Don again. Rickles. I don't know that guy. He's old, I guess. Yeah, he's the voice of Mr. Potato Head. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. And I'm more familiar with the voice of Slinky Dog and his work, That's Ernest. Ernest uh, P. World. He went to Jim, jail. Jim Barney. He did and went to, to jail. the army, I mm-hmm. think. And then he went to have a funeral. And met Santa. Oh, no, right. that was that was Medea. I'm getting them confused. Ernest and Medea. Very similar. <laughs> All right. Let me explain the difference between Ernest and Medea. I'm not going to do that. This is your show. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Dave, here, here's what I, I do want you to do. Can you please, in the best way that you can, tell me what are the rules of the sport of basketball? Well, I'm happy you asked me. Uh, I have played basketball in the past uh-huh. because uh, look at me. I'm six foot tall. I, I've i never been able to even get close to the rim basketball wise, the, the dunk, the slam sure. dunk. So I stay outside the key. I like to shoot the ball because that's where uh-huh. I know I that's where I belong. Lincoln Park, somewhere I belong. <laughs> so basketball, you have a certain amount of shots you can use per I guess base, if you will. I think you have three singles, three doubles, maybe a triple and a home run. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can use those up as you will to move the three people around the bases, which is just kind of fucking bananas as it is, because mm-hmm. I think you still need a ghost runner. Also, I don't understand why there's people on the bench in basketball. I there love that they never the play. <laughs> they never play. It's it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like. I think what, that speaks what to if the, I miss a that's letter. a commentary on sports films, I or, think. Yeah, what happens if I miss a shot? You got an H. I don't know. I don't so know how it works. What? So it's like horse? No, it's not like horse. <laughs> it's baseball rules. <laughs> I love, I fucking love this opening scene of them going to the party. And like, the first thing is Reamer saying, but dude, this is Brittany Kaiser's house and I really want to fuck her. And then it pans and the dad's there and they're like, <laughs> 
Dr. Kaiser! <laughs> I like that the first official psych out of this movie is, oh, one of Britney's mom's pubic hairs. Pubes. Oh, dude, another one! All right. That's Double awesome. down on it. That's it's where so I'm good. out. That's where I'm out. I that's, The Britney's mom's pubes? No, no, that, that's, that's more or less okay, fine. But, like, how we get there in that panty rating scene and all of that I thought was a little much. I, I kind of See, but kind of gross. I think it's kind of gross exactly, nowadays. Exactly, but I think it's supposed to know. be. And it, it shows that they're really fucking scumbaggy because Doug Reamer just grabs a vibrator I, and starts fucking licking it. I feel like it's before so we ever got upstairs, we already knew they were scumbags by how everybody else from their high school reacted to them. We didn't yeah. need to go up there. That is just... That was the Zucker element for me. It's like, well, we need them to like, we need to visually show them being scumbags. Because Remember the that time in Airplane where Leslie Nielsen is just licking a vibrator? Remember that time? Amazing. No, but in he named three, it Shirley. Four, I couldn't five, believe it. Scary Movie 3, 4, and 5, that sure as shit could have happened. Could have happened. It very well People could have. I don't filmmakers. remember 5. I don't know what to tell you. I watched it, but I can't remember it. I, uh, I don't. I get what you're saying. I think that is a pretty yeah. funny scene. I really like the reveal mm. that they're in their mom's room and then Trey Parker pulls out the giant underwear. It's very good. This it's is a nothing scene to me. This is a nothing scene. To me. This has nothing guy. to do mm. with the entire story. This here is just comedy. Let's open this here. movie up. It's kind of like a warm-up comic for a proper comedian. Yeah. I also, I uh, would agree, but I think there are oh. more scenes like this that come that are just scenes of comedy that do nothing to propel anything forward that kind yeah, of do comedians. hurt the flow of this movie towards, especially like the middle end of it. Which one? Okay, uh, Basketball. Uh, I mean, if you want me to call out the specific scenes. I know what scenes, movie we're talking I've about. I've got them. <laughs> I've got them down. Do you want me to the call out specific scene, scenes right now? The I love one. the hospital scene. Wait, the hospital scene further, is nothing. Before we get You're right, further, it adds nothing. It's brilliant. That hospital shenanigans are always funny. The opening scene with the mom's vibrator is somewhat of a historic scene because it is the first utterance of the word derp, which yes, becomes a yes, major part of the South Park uh, vocabulary from that point forward. But this movie okay. is the first usage of the word derp. And Matt Stone says it when he's running away from the vibrator. He goes, derp. It's so fucking stupid. I, that's the one part that made me laugh was the derp at the end. And then that's when I questioned mm -hmm. my head. Was nope. it worth two minutes of me being uncomfortable as <laughs> yes, Trace it is was. fucking licking a vibrator for him to just say derp? How could you not love when he gets caught? He licks it faster and more. Faster. I do uh, love that visual gag because he knows he's so about to give it good. up. He's, like, <laughs> he's trying to get all I of don't it. Know. And then the freeze when she's like, what are you guys doing in my mom's room? <laughs> like that realization. <laughs> uh, eh. I don't know, man. I, get, I think there's I a word for this. It's, not it's sophomoric. And it's just, I don't sure. Oh, I hate this. that word. Sophomoric. <laughs> I hate sophomoric. that word so It's juvenile but pretentious. Sophomoric. That, sophomoric. Well, I can't even get offended because, A, you sang it to the tune of Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, which is great. <laughs> and B, 
You know it's juvenile and pretentious. Uh, it yeah. is. Use it, it is. all you want. You did great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that I because I think it categorizes for me maybe pretentious. I think sophomoric is nicer sounding to describe this than calling it juvenile because I don't think it's quite that. But it's also like a humor that does not do it for me, and that's why I like saying sophomoric because it's just something. What's that's the not difference? For me. Nothing. What's it the just sounds juvenile nicer. And sophomore? It just sounds nicer. Oh, I'm sense. trying to be fucking nicer to the movie because I don't hate it. But also, that kind of comedy, which is very prevalent in this movie from time to time, doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And I, I, sophomore. It's totally fine sophomore. if you don't. It's if... what you want to say. Sophomoric. <laughs> sophomoric. <laughs> it's totally fine if that's the way you feel, cock. But we can just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep <laughs> I do I like I do enjoy all of the interactions with their friends, Skidmark Steve, Steph, who is like you think is gonna be cool, and she's like, No, it's really not. And they call her a cock. Just <laughs> I love oh, the focus. Chef's They're kiss. focused on dockers so hard. They're like, yeah. no, man. Yeah. First we get the jobs, then we get the dockers, then we get the chicks. The khakis. <laughs> we get the khakis, then the chicks. Oh, is that what it's... Uh-huh. Okay. Right. They're, They're going to they be do... really happy when they get a Coles in town. These lines, those are the lines I dig. Everything you just said there, that's what I like in this movie. It's when the visual I stuff love... gets too cartoony yeah. that I'm taking out and I don't. That's up. So you're up. saying you don't like... You don't like Dozen Egg Night. No, that's not the worst. And I don't even hate free-range chicken night where a chicken gets sucked up. But what I don't like, and this is so weird and I don't know why, like, it hits me, uh, squeaks in the hot tub getting spun around for fucking a minute straight in the background. Like, that's too much for me. Like, there's things like why? that. Or he's always he's a little getting boy. fucking thrown somewhere. But squeaks in the pullout bed works. I think that's great. Like, yeah. I think that's really funny. And it's so weird and hit and miss, this movie. I, and I honestly, think squeak there in you the go. Pull-out bed, That's it. It's hit and miss. I, th- I think it works because it serves as a joke. Whereas squeak in the fucking hot tub toilet, the joke is that the hot tub is a toilet. It has no reference to anything. There you and go. I agree with you. That joke doesn't work for me either. I was it like, what the nothing. fuck is the point? Yeah, you're We're right. We're just here to be funny, and that's that's a very David Zucker. But yeah, like the pullout, we see him. You know, Reamer's looking for the best friend, the new one. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the great joke. Wake goes, up, Squeak! Oh, you're my best friend now. He just are we going to the zoo? And he goes, "No, <laughs> that's so but good." But Squeak wants to go to the zoo. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, sweet, are we going to the zoo?" No. Squeak also has maybe one of my. Fa- I'm just quoting lines. I don't fucking care. One of the best Fire lines of all time, and I still use this one to this day. Is I swear to God, you guys ragging me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. I love this crazily, like this huge line that people have to cross because Squeak has no fucking self-respect at all. He's just happy he's on the team. That's yeah. all it is. But he's a, he's a piece of shit. But uh, also he's a little bitch. He is a little bitch. I the 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 really uh, meta moments are so good too. Like when Squeaks gets the final moment at the end to talk sense into Matt and Trey and get them to be buds again, and that microphone comes down, drops down. I feel yeah. like that might have been like Barry Zucker, but that one worked for me because I think it's commentary on like how preachy that character is in the other sports movies of this ilk. This whole movie is preachy about how sports movies are. In that yeah. ilk. The whole movie. 
I think, and it's weird I think it because gets lost sometimes, but I don't think I it does because when you watch this movie, it starts out with the almost Orson Welles history of the world opening of describing how the sports world is, how it goes from like, oh, these players signing this contract. I'm happy to be here in Miami. You're in Minnesota. Yeah, that happens all the fucking Whatever. time. Look at yeah. last year. You had Bryce Harper, who signed with the Philadelphia Phillies, say, I can't wait to bring a, a title to D.C., who he just left. That happens all the fucking time. Yeah, And does. then D.C. won the title. That's just great irony. I love it. I love it so much. Being a Mets yeah. fan, fuck Bryce Harper. Secondly, you have... The teams moving around the country, you see the map, how like, oh, this team moved to this where yeah. Salt Lake City to Utah, where they don't allow music, the jazz, yeah. yada, yada. You have all these teams moving around. It's like, this all makes sense. You have the celebrations where you have the characters saying like, there was more focus on the celebrations than there was on the actual play. The NFL mm. literally just allowed celebrations last year to just yeah. go to fucking town, NFL. Have a great time. Yeah. This because is way that- too real. If you celebrated at all, even like just fucking did a little dance in the end zone, penalty flag. flag. Yeah. Flag. You didn't fuck. Yeah. They did well, not allow celebrations at all. Every And now they're point, doing goddamn river dance like they are in this movie. Every it's, point it's that you just made is talked about in that opening segment. And yep. then that is only then served as like essentially like the villain's goal of Let's get this. Let's get Coop to lose either the league this this season or sell so we can do uh, we can start changing teams in basketball. Like otherwise, well, that is dropped almost immediately after that idiocracy opening, and then it's it's I don't think it is because the way that simply for yeah. the plot purpose that I that's how I feel felt like there's but maybe the one line about Shaq like later. <laughs> I think there's a line about Shaq that's really good. And speaks There's against a great line of how he made his money. Yes, I think that's that's a great yeah. line. Everybody but knows like that. those lines are few and far between, and then in between it's just the comedy. It's just comedy. I don't think there's a lot of comedy about the sport specifically as much as it is maybe sport movie tropes and then maybe <laughs> absurdist comedy. Okay. I think they dropped the, the, the inside baseball talk, so to speak, very quick. Like this is this is no inside money baseball ball. is an actual this term. This is no for money ball when it so comes careful. to like insight. That oh, I don't care. Fucking what you, come at money me. Money ball is a movie baseball. about mathematics. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's insightful. It like breaks down the sport. It is. Here's the thing. There's money ball nothing... is a fucking enjoyable movie for people that money don't ball. know shit about movie or money or baseball. And money ball is fucking that is. I a, love uh, money ball. Yeah. I love money ball. I do but, too, and I hate baseball, yeah. and I know shit about money. But like, I love Moneyball too. It's a fucking great movie. What I love about basketball <laughs> is that it is able to pick on damn near every single sport and how they operate. Yes, and how, yes, yes, they're all goddamn clowns when you really look at it. Yeah, and you're basically playing people to play a fucking game. It's I a love- business. It's a business. The way they even say is like, oh, they tried this and they tried inner sport play, and you get the one guy tackling the outfielder. The yeah. football player, and he's like, no, no pass interference here. It's like, what are you talking about? That's a whole Here's separate the- thing. But then with basketball, is it's pure. The idea is that it's starting to driveway, fine. That's almost nothing in this entire movie. But then it goes on to say that players can't move teams. Every city can play, even though we only see major cities. You don't see fucking, I don't know, Bloomington, Indiana. You don't see it in there. You you oh, don't see. You wounded me. You got me. 
I got him. <laughs> my my town that I moved to that I don't give a shit about doesn't have a team in a sport I don't give a shit about. Got it. Nailed it. You wouldn't you wouldn't care if you had the most legendary team of all time anyway because it's true. sport. This yeah. is true. He wouldn't give a shit. But then you have the bad guy, Baxter Kane, who's arguing to make it more the ilk that is proper sport now of let's move yeah. people. This is a business, yada, yada, yada. It's not about the actual culture of what this should be. I That's the whole discrepancy of the movie here. I don't just, I just don't see how this is so very different from other sports movies because there's almost always a villain or the, the archetype, the bad guy who does not see the sport as pure. They see it as something to manipulate and profit from. And then the hero gets tempted by this person and then rebuts it, rebuffs it, and then like comes to an understanding about why he fell in love with the sport to begin with. This is almost every single sports movie. I'm when you say I that, it is literally different. play by play up to the point where you open with Reggie, I'm going to be a big sports star, and yeah. close with Reggie, yeah. you're a big sports star. You're right. I don't have your fucking sense. ball! I just, <laughs> so I just don't think it's also, very different. Red, and then well, I would Reggie say Jackson's also, third home run. Oh, sorry. Reggie Jackson's third home run went to center field. It went into the batter's yeah. eye. It did not yeah. go into the stands. I want to point that out. I know that. But good. I'm a I Mets fan, either, but I fucking know that. I'm glad. We're good. I will say if- your 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 critique on this movie is like saying the office is about like really dissecting the business hierarchy of like middle America businesses. Yeah. And it's not. It's about the fucking interrelation dynamics and we get fucking lost in that shit in the middle towards the end of this movie, which is why we have like a whole fucking make a wish segment with this you kid do, and like the this, people then. fighting wanna- over Yasmin Bleeth. Sorry. But that's it. Why? Why are they arguing over Yasmin Bleeth? First of all, oh, she's well, have cute. you seen her today? You're not going to argue over her. Well, You've this was in 98. Like, all right, fine. Have- we wouldn't argue over Jenny McCarthy either because of the shit Here's she the said thing. today. <laughs> I can answer this question right now. I will tell you in 1998, I had three posters on my wall as a boy. One of them was Yasmin Bleeth. Is she from Two of them Baywatch, right? Were Jenny McCarthy. Oh, wow. Wow. So this movie is like. Full three deposits into the spank bank. You oh, are man. you're telling Full me deposits. you are the night drops. You are the 14 to 18 demographic. This movie was pulling for real hard. Like you were like that and, default person they were aiming yep. for. And I saw it at that time and it cemented itself onto me. I, I fucking love this movie. I am the absolute tar- target demographic and it fucking nails me. So I fucking love sinker. this movie too, because I think that this movie does hit a lot of the sports movie tropes. Yeah, uh, exactly, Moneyball, obviously. Yes. Moneyball wasn't a thing then. There's no villain in Moneyball unless you count the goddamn Oakland A's. But if you want to count the rest of it, you have a lot of nods to like the natural, obviously with Lazy Boy as pupped. It's a lot like the bat breaking in that yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But here, you just have sport in what it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be a commentary on play. A, you're playing a game. That's what it is. You're playing a game. You're not supposed to become gigantic millionaires. You're playing a fucking game. It's ridiculous. You're what I love a, about this too, a children's game, little league players are literally uh, maybe eight years, 10 years younger than you. And they're making nothing. And it's just, it's nonsense. Sport is nonsense. We all can agree true. on that. I think I 100%. love too as well. Like in this movie, a big thing about it is that Baxter Kane wants to corrupt coop so they can make all this money. But as a fan of sports, I know that generally, like, the dudes that own sports teams, 
That's like a small part of the overall portfolio of what they earn because sports teams don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Well, Baxter King's like, supposed to be like a Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboys thing. He is yeah. the Dallas felons, yada, yada, yada. True. And Jerry Jones does make more money than most football owners. But still, I think Jerry Jones gets a lot more money from other things besides the Dallas Cowboys that he's like, got his fingers in. From when he played in college. <laughs> yeah, like Shaq. That's a good line. I, I again, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I like the tropes they're they're putting down. And maybe I will also say like I I might be forgetting when this came out, but this is now a movie I've seen like five or six times. This is a movie I've now seen so many sports parodies since, or or movies that kind of like play with the sports model, the the sports movie theme. That this doesn't feel super, super unique. But what it does, and I will say, most recently, I saw Mr. 3000, which is like a middle-of-the-road Bernie Mac sports movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes. And this is a parody of sports movies that's an hour and 40-plus minutes. And it feels like there's a lot of filler in there. And it's the... there. Every time you make a point and you bring an example, I love the examples you bring, and I think that's the best parts of the movie, but I think there's just other parts of the movie that are just fine at best, and some that are just, that just don't work. And I think it's so inconsistent. And I don't know. I hate being the fucking critic in this, but, like, I feel like it's such an uneven movie with its editing, too. Like, all right, there's a scene... And I, I'm going to fucking paraphrase the I'm going to paraphrase this really poorly. The the bad guy, the bad sports team owner. What's his name? Baxter Kane. Baxter Kane. He goes to Coop and he tries to seduce him and talk about getting him into like the changing teams. And he's trying to float that idea. And then Coop rebuffs him and says like, nah, that's not what I'm into. You'll never get me off this team to do that or something. And it heavily implies that Baxter Kane now has the idea to go to the dumb one, to go to, to, uh, was it Reamer? To go to Reamer mm-hmm. now. The next 20 minutes have nothing to do with that and then go to like the hospital. And it's the whole hospital stuff before we get like the scene where Baxter Keen goes to Reamer, Reaper, or Reamer, like the, the, the scene <laughs> that logically follow next. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I've got a real trouble with these names. Uh, but, like, that is, like, the next logical scene. So it's this really weird pace, like, the here's the story momentum to then here's a 20-minute sideways segue where we're just going to talk about, like, this kid, uh, this Make-A-Wish kid and what he wants to do. And we're going to get him drunk and we're going to do all these gags and all this. And then, like, the hospital thing, it goes through this whole fucking separate arc before we ever continue this thread. And so it's just, it's these little messy narrative things, too, that it feels like, two people two visions and this is maybe why i like scoffed a little bit like this feels like a visionary film by these two because i feel like it's one compromised by another vision because i feel like there are intrusions into this movie that really interrupt the trey uh trey parker matt stone flow i and i can say this very uh like enthusiastically and confidently like after watching orgasmo south park and team america and and even where they've been in south park like even from early on, I think might be a little bit more self-assured than this movie. I think you can 
definitely tell in this movie the parts that are written by Parker and Stone compared to the parts that are more of the David Zucker-esque. Like, I know when Trey Parker and Matt Stone are doing Trey Parker, Matt Stone dialogue or Trey Parker, Matt Stone bits. Like this bit in the car when Trey Parker is really sad and he's hearing the song on the radio of himself singing about being sad. That's such, like, that's been in like almost every uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone movie. It was in Team America. I feel there was a part like that in Orgasmo, but like, just all of this shit, like, the whole theme song in Orgasmo. What I think is that, I think, I think that the way that they work is I actually think this movie has a bit of maturity to it because I think they realized that they didn't have a lot with the, the A plot of we need to create basketball. We need to make a movie around basketball. They threw in the B plot of the Make-A-Wish kid in order to dig even just a little bit deeper to make this thing a little more fleshed out. And that actually ends up being the Coop and Jenna storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little something extra. Obviously, it doesn't contribute to the overall everything, but it's a comedy movie. Why does it have to? You're not looking for emotional fulfillment in a comedy movie. It's a lot like an airplane. You're not looking for mm. massive emotional fulfillment. You're looking for, hey, is this plane going to land? Who gives a shit? Leslie Nielsen's funny as hell. I disagree <laughs> with that. Only on the sake of basketball and sports movies, by like kind of their premise alone, are sort of wish fulfillment. It is you are kind make of, a wish fulfillment. Make a yeah. wish fulfillment. That's right. Or last wish fulfillment, or what's it called? It's something yeah. different. Whatever but, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit more wish Ooh. fulfillment. So in airplane, Leslie Nelson doesn't get the girl at the end, and it's like all fucking heroic. He's not hitting on any girls though. It'd be weird. He's a doctor. He's treating all these people. It Con- is. Doctor, but like, patient, personality, or whatever. We've all seen Scrubs. You can't do that. All right. I will say the only two fucking women in this movie are one who does not understand sexual references and thus does everything outside of it. And one yeah, that one is an object to fucking of- fight <laughs> over. It, one is, is, is an object for two people to fight over. And that's it. So it does feel like yeah. it's not like... If you're going to do this and you're going to do it lazily, it, why add it? If it adds nothing but wish fulfillment. It is it is emotional fulfillment because the dum-dums in the audience want to see the hero get the girl at the end of the day. And that's the only reason it's, it's in the movie. I don't think it adds anything to the commentary on the sports that you're getting into that are super deep. I don't think it adds to that at all. I think it's just this separate avenue of humor for them to take. I got I kind of got to disagree with both of you to a degree i think it's more nice. of the fact that it it is a a sports movie send up it's a trope of them and literally almost every of these sports movies i've seen has this romantic interest she's in the replacements she's in uh unnecessary roughness she's in bull durham there's always Mr. 3000 the girl. which we just talked about yes exactly there's there's always the girl that is involved with the main character to a degree and we'll put them at a point of this decision point like is it about the game or do i love the real person like but that never ever it, comes to play in basketball i'm with it you doesn't because they i have with the whole you. child labor thing that's really what is the separation yeah. yeah this is this is a trope and i hate this trope in those sports movies anyway i don't child think labor the, trope is the worst in the it sports is. movies it's not <laughs> never in major league when the cleveland yeah. indians started using indian labor how about how about i couldn't believe it either 
The hard hats keep at it the out, Indian right? Factory. <laughs> I love that little Those subtle hard hats joke. Are great. That their turbans is such just. It's one of those like, and you know that like Paramount probably spent like. 15, 20 grand to get like a bunch of those hats specially mm-hmm. made for this fucking scene. Oh, yeah. And that's probably why they had Lazy Boy in the movie because Lazy Boy probably paid to get these helmets made. I think my favorite part about that whole entire Calcutta scene where the child labor is how when he does fix the problem and he has adults now working there, he makes them all pledge allegiance to the flag. It's to the flag? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. That's America. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh-huh. That is at the end of this movie ends with an American flag behind him. Tom Green, fin- Freddie got fingered style. That's the way it yeah. goes. <laughs> uh, what about the fact that they had real fucking sports announcers? I think this was maybe sort of the first one to kind of do this. Mm. It, was it, it was it not. It wasn't. No, because Major League did it before with Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker was the oh. announcer for the right. Milwaukee Brewers. That's right. That's right. And he they filmed the... Major League, the Cleveland Indians, in Milwaukee, so they used Bob Uecker, and he's a goddamn treasure. And, fucking referential back to this, Milwaukee Brewers, it's the Milwaukee Beers, is it not? I don't see the diff- uh, the, the correlation here. Is there? <laughs> what about the house band, Real Big Fish? That's Never heard of them. One of my notes, and I love it. I think that's so on the nose and great. That's so I, smart. I For the bro so sport that this would be, it would be fucking Real Big Fish. Fantastic. I've, I saw Real Big Fish last year in concert. For real? They, Dude, it was fucking awesome. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. They were so fun. I guess I just, they I don't started, get it. I, I, I will say I'm not the biggest with, guy person, so I'm out of it. Take on me. I'm I'm generally not either. Like it's real big fish, and then that's pretty much it. That's all I know in ska. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but I do I love the fuck out of real big fish again right. because of this fucking movie. But uh, when I saw them, they opened the show with "Take on Me." It was great, and then the last song that they played was "Beer," and they they talk about basketball and how they were in the movie, mm. and then they play "Beer." And it was so much fucking fun, and everybody went crazy. And it was just, man, Real Big Fish is perfect for this movie. They fit it so well. I agree. Their attitude is like lockstep with the attitude of this movie in general. Can you imagine going to a basketball game? No. I think it would be boring, but I don't like baseball. So. Uh, well, we're not talking about baseball. Yeah. But basketball has baseball rules. But you've got the psych outs and shit. I, do I disagree. Do I think, think I wouldn't want to go because of the fucking chaos that would ensue. But I do think it would be the most interesting of any sport because you're guaranteed to see some weird shit. Like a man pulling out his nipple and squirting another man in the face for minutes. minutes. I also really like this, this attention to detail. At one point, somebody crashes. So basketball is... To emulate being played in a driveway, every basketball field has like a basketball hoop on some sort of garage. And I love at one point somebody falls through the garage and it's actually used to store things was such a <laughs> fucking awesome little touch. Mm-hmm. It's a very good joke. Mm-hmm. There's there's just so many of those in here. Uh, the fucking Steve Perry journey psych outs. At we, the said beginning. No more, we said no more journey psych outs. We said no more journey psych outs, dude. 
Steve Perry, I should have been gone. <laughs> I quote that all the fucking time. Uh, Coop, at many times, he gets exasperated and he will just go, ah, 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 ah. It's ah. such a great thing to do actor-wise. And he yes. just leans in so hard. He so fucking ramps it up and chews that scenery and it's so enjoyable every fucking time. Ryan's face on, says Jenna. he doesn't oh, enjoy oh, that one bit. Oh. I enjoyed it just fine, but I'm not going to like come over his acting skills in it. It was a fine choice. Was it like the best choice? I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's another one that like I do in my I don't real get life that. and nobody gets it. <laughs> I like I'll make a mistake at work or something. I'm like, oh, but then I'm the only one laughing at myself, which is quite often. I That's laugh okay. at my own jokes quite That's frequently. kind of a part of life, really. Uh, I mentioned the dude argument earlier. This does have an argument where literally every word is dude with different inflections. It's wonderful. I enjoy that. That's some pretty great acting going on in there. There's Yeah. It's, it's silly, but it, it feels real. And I, I love it. The, he's like. All right, you know what? You got a point there, man. Essentially, reuse and hot rod, right? With uh, and and what uh, else? Dude, where's my car? Like I mentioned, right. yeah. like I said, the dude sweet sort of argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love. Did you guys catch the Beetlejuice reference in this movie? Uh, no. You didn't. I mean, no, so probably at not. certain at certain points, Squeak is wearing a scary mask to scare people. And uh, the first time he does it, <laughs> right, we cut right. to Coop, and we cut to the back shot of Coop, and he's like, hey, you want to see something really scary? And then it's literally the same prop that they use from Beetlejuice, where the snakes pop out, oh. you see it from the back. And the, I didn't know that was that's Beetlejuice. That's the exact same prop okay. from Beetlejuice. I like Reamer's reaction at it. He kind of looks over like, dude. Dude, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, uh, fuck. Beetlejuice mask, dude argument, ahs. I got... Oh, I do have one more. Uh, the bad guy in this movie, Baxter Kane. Did you have you guys ever seen him in the TV commercials? No, is he a law person? No, he's the yes. Geico Gecko. He's not, but he, <laughs> he has been in like a lot of lawyer commercials <laughs> where they just like hire this dude to pretend to be a lawyer to be a tough. Well, I've seen him in so many like local commercials. That sounds for right. Lawyer groups. Yeah, that sounds right to me. This dude exactly. I, I, always, I always think that's funny. I really, really appreciated how ex- exasperated he was by the idiots around him. And <laughs> the constant Every ramping time. up. Yeah. And, and always like the, did I fart? Like, how? all of it. <laughs> yeah, all of it adding runner. into it is so good. It's so good. Like, that stuff I love. I love to I, hear this, Ryan. I mean, I love I've his, got more his, stuff that I like. His, like he has these, these double entendres that just aren't. And they're so good. Like, you want to come over and lay some carpet? And then she's really <laughs> laying carpet. I My favorite so is good. the buff my, my lobby. My lobby could use a good buffet. And then she's doing yes. it and she fucking wrecks it. And she's like, shit, I can't do this. Never mind. I can't she do this shit. Away. I think that's I so it, funny. <laughs> it's good shit. So, uh, tell me some more, Ryan. What, what are some good positives you've got here uh ernest borgnine i really appreciated in almost everything he did and even his uh what 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 did they make him sing in that i'm too, I'm sexy. too sexy i'm too sexy while he's rubbing his nipples was yep 
I was like, this is over the top and I'm out. But like it kept going and I was like, nope, I'm in. I'm back in. Yeah. And like he sold me mm-hmm. on it. And it was just like, this is the weirdest thing and I love it. I love like yeah. the in my day when children were dot 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 <laughs> treated like indentured servants. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just These kids today have attention spans shit. that can be measured in nanoseconds. And they we play their 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 Pac-Man Pac-Man video bird. games. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ernest Borgnine, oh, great, great throughout. I here's a, here's, even really enjoyed oh, Jenny McCarthy. Fact. I thought she was really solid throughout and Ernest used Borgnine. well. She was not great, but used very well. Ernest Borgnine and this movie, this was officially his 100th movie he ever made. Wow. Nice. That's Basketball so had that honor. Number 100. And I feel like... He was having a good time making this movie. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that for sure. Uh, I agree, too. Jenny McCarthy is actually really good in this movie because it's a comedy. She's fucking hilarious, even though she's a psychopath now. Mm-hmm. And 1998, especially, like, she fucking got it. Yep. Uh, I really like when uh baxter kane first sits down next to her at the funeral and starts talking to her and starts to try to flirt with her and she's like okay and then she like rolls her eyes in this really (laughs) exaggerated way like what a fucking creep this guy is uh i think my favorite cameo of this movie is it's nice to see dale arnart not crashing into a wall and dying it's real nice damn i knew it was coming at some point yeah well they also they have a great callback I fucking totally forgot about Roadkill, the TV show. What? And I cry. You don't like. So they. No. Coop is watching TV at some time <laughs> no, and they cut is... to like this Fox TV show called Roadkill. And then it's just like literally they have stuffed animals on the road and they're hitting them with a car. They bring as... it back with a Dale Earnhardt thing, too. And, and all the kids are so excited. Yeah. Is this a for real thing? No, I did not know. And see, yeah. this is why yeah, I was, was like, why was, the fuck was did he interact Jeff Probst, This is stupid. Survivor's own Jeff Probst, he hosted this. And and whenever whenever a raccoon got hit, he, he extinguished their tiki no. torch. He's 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 mixing he said, reality and fiction. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff like, Probst wasn't there, but there was a show called Roadkill <laughs> in this basketball universe where it's literally animals getting run the fuck over. <laughs> And it's referenced again with but Dale they're Earnhardt like stuffed animals. It's like very obviously fake animals getting hit. Like this is the it's a car driving. Shit. I it is incredibly weep stupid. for Americans. <laughs> weep for the shit you ingest. Wait, this is not a real show. It's in basketball as a oh. real show. Oh, I thought this was a real show. No. Don't you have a don't you have a Patreon thing about being pretentious? <laughs> I feel like this is the time to plug that right now. <laughs> it's called Pretentious Nonsense, and it is on Patreon. You can get full access for $1, where you can hear Ryan rant for Go upwards ahead. of an hour. Where, where he takes a show about roadkill way too seriously. <laughs> Go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> he takes it so seriously, in fact, he condemns America. Not for he, police brutality, but for roadkill he, reality right, shows. He weeps for America because of roadkill reality shows. He hasn't watched the news in the last three months because what's the point? <laughs> There's roadkill reality shows, damn it. 
You guys can tune in to Patreon Experience Grind. You can subscribe oh, for God. Ryan's <laughs> new show called Ryan Weeps for America. It's going to have uh-huh. the same tone as a Stephen Colbert show <laughs> or whatever it is. Ryan weeps for America. Coming soon. I'm doing it right now. I'm weeping for America. <laughs> He's cry- he is crying. It's pretty good. It's almost making me cry a little bit. I'm fucking enjoying this so much. This is good those, shit. Those red, white, and blue tears. It's great. <laughs> it is, it's so patriotic. So patriotic. Oh my uh, god. Fuck. I. I just want to talk about no good idea bits that was on a real show. Movie now, man. Uh, good bits. I really enjoy when. Coop walks out of the the loser's room and <laughs> Jenna comes up to him and she he's like, oh, no, I think you want the Dallas felons room. And he, she's like, oh, I know. But the line was so long. I just I mean, like how in that whole thing they have the Dallas felons are celebrating with all like the winners, the Denzel Cup winners, hats and shirts. And then the losers have loser shirts. Yes, on. Yep. I did like that, too. Like, that no offense awesome. to the poor kids in Africa. But this year, the Chiefs did beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Maybe make the 49ers wear the winning shirts as punishment. Of yes. You lost the big game. Don't send them the poor kids in Africa right away. Make them wear it. Make them understand, like, nah, dude, shame. Like, shame. wear the winners, but, like, just put an obvious Sharpie X through the winner on all of the shirts. So good. That would be perfect. Or don't. Just wear it ironically. Mm-hmm. In, like, the saddest way. <laughs> what else you got, Ryan? Uh... I like hospitals. No, you don't. You like Taco Bell. <laughs> it's Reamer coming in all the time. Oh, here, Jenna. Would you like a pretzel? I baked it myself. It goes really great with this mustard. Some good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, Reamer really gets me. He was the one who really, uh, I think, sold that one, the villain guy, the misunderstanding when he's really trying to talk to Reamer about the plan, and he is so not getting it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I and that, that whole bit starts that with maybe, ah, oh, I love this. You know what I think about when I see two grown men sharing a house together without $20 to break between them? And Reamer goes, homos? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a little dated. It is 1998. That joke still flew back then. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. There's, uh, I don't really like the squeak and his love interest joke. I think that feels a little weird nowadays. But, like, I, again, I do feel it's kind of negated towards the end when, like, Matt and Trey just, like, full on passionately kiss for, like, a good minute straight on film as, as to be like, hey, if you don't like this, fuck you. Like, it's fine. We, we hey, don't you, care. You it's feel whatever. uncomfortable right now? Yeah. We're finding that funny that you're uncomfortable with two dudes kissing. So I appreciate That's that. That's what I Yeah. Like. So it kind of, it kind of maybe lessens some of, I don't know, any of the humor in this movie I think that you could say doesn't age well is lessened by, I think, how aware they are of this. So I don't, you're right. I don't two dudes, think it's a real Dudes issue. just don't kiss anymore. That's, that's what it is. It's a dated <laughs> reference. That's it. Uh, That's not true. Did you guys notice good friend of Mr. J.J. Abrams was in this movie? Greg Grumberg as the Italian teammate, yeah. From my home home state of New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were the New Jersey... Informants. Informants. Fantastic. I I have a feeling, uh, Dave, you know all of these teams. I do. 
And there's the New Jersey informants, you got the, the San informants, Francisco ferries. The ferries, because... But ferries is spelled F-E-R-R-I-E-S. Right? They skirted their own issue. You have uh, the San Antonio... Is it the... It's, what were they? It the, was it, I think it was the Defenders. It was the Defenders, and their whole thing was, fuck the Mexicans. Their chance. And they yes, feel really awkward three. about it. <laughs> and they feel they really have, weird about it after. You have the Los Angeles riots. I really like the, the San, mm. San Antonio cheerleaders. They're very good. All the cheerleaders are very good. They're the Dallas Fellas, right? Yeah. Uh, you got the, is it Las Vegas, the alien ones? No, that was... That was like was Roswell that, that, that or was something? Or, that was New Mexico. That was New Mexico. that's what it was. You got those guys. You got the Miami, the dealers? Was it the dealers? Yes, the Miami dealers. That's very good. Dallas, I like how one of the psychouts was him wearing a DEA jacket. Yeah. And very he good. The, the dude out. Hey, uh, a little easy nowadays. It, it's kind it of, was. It's basic. I really enjoyed the... Uh, I think it was also the Dallas... Or, I'm sorry, the Miami dealers. Where uh, is that not the one where Squeak says, Hey, your your mom wasn't very good in bed last night? That was Los Angeles. Says, yeah. Was it Los Angeles? Yeah. Okay. With, uh, He's tunnel. like, That's because my mother's dead. I guess that's why she didn't move around too much. <laughs> that dude Whoa! is pissed. <laughs> then it's, yes, it is the overreacted miss shot. Right. They comedically fall over because it's a comedy. <laughs> yes. Uh I really enjoyed Reamer when he hits the shot and wins the game and then he just sits down on his director's chair and motions for his his stunt double to run the bases for him. It's very good. Uh, uh. God mm. damn it, man. Uh when they share the fucking ball of spit <laughs> or chew. That's a good gag, Again. but it makes me very, very so, physically uncomfortable. Right? You're not, you're not a sportsman. Works, it works but on it that is. level so good. I love, I imagine like... That's what not I, how again, sportsmen act at all. I, just, Ryan and I have talked nope, about this kind nope. of a lot. And I'm sure, Dave, you go through this as well. When you watch a movie, you're almost sort of always outside of the movie because you're kind of always thinking of how that scene was made. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the time. So I do that too. And I felt like on this scene... They cut really quick after he takes did. the first no, spit. No, nope. I don't think they no. did. I Hard think they no. do. I looked at that. No. There's no he way. He puts it in. No. He chews and spits. And then I think they cut so he could immediately just pull Dude, that the fuck out. They had no. their tongues in each other's mouths. They just totally took that ball of spit and put it. No. They just they they exchanged Maybe. it. Nah. They went for it. I agree with Dave. boy does it land. Yep. I, I agree. It does work. I love it. I love the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. People do fucked up things for comedies. Look at any Marx Brothers movie back in the day. They'll do whatever it takes. I'm not familiar with up, them. Yeah. The Marsh Brothers? I'm going to write this down. I hope it's not the porn. Marsh bro- the Marsh Darsh. Brothers. The Marsh Brothers. The Marsh Brothers? The Marsh Brothers? Harsh Brothers? Yep, the Harsh Brothers. They're the another, another group. The Farce Brothers, another bunch. It was a big deal <laughs> back in the day. So it really is so the, the Marsh Brothers. The Marsh Brothers, the Harsh Brothers, and the Farce Brothers. This is just a lot of brother acts that were out there. They were trying to compete with the Marx Brothers, for those who are not hearing impaired. All right. Similar to the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, exactly. hearing impaired. It's not like we're talking over a shitty-ass fucking Zuckerberg goddamn connection. <laughs> My fault, because I'm hearing impaired. 
Fuck that. One. All right, here's the- I love the Marx Brothers. <laughs> Duck Soup is great. Day at the Races is good. Man, look at Ryan pulling right. all these Marx Brothers. No, both of those opinions, right on. I, I really <laughs> yeah. like the Marx Brothers a lot, to be honest. Huge yeah. fan. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I have I have a couple questions for you guys, and I want to start with our guest and our good buddy, who you can hear every is it Monday? Monday. Every Monday on the Caped Podcasters podcast with his good friend and buddy, the very sexy Brian. He is very sexy. He's very distracting. He's incredibly sexy. It's, it's a on, miracle we get through any episode. I can't. That's like, why you release I'm it in audio. When, because otherwise yeah, people exactly. couldn't listen. They'd be so distracted with the sexiness. When right. we recorded Last Jedi, we didn't have visual because I couldn't have performed. He There's couldn't no have way. done it. Couldn't have done no. it. Because Brian is that goddamn good looking. But, Dave, my question for you is, buddy, do you have a favorite character in this movie? And if so, who is it? My favorite character in this movie is Squeak Scolari mm-hmm. because of how well he gets shit on. Yeah. And he leans into it every single time. Uh, is it Dean Backer? Is that his name? His real life name? Something like that. His, something his first name is spelled him. like D-I-A-N and that's, that's nothing. Is. That's nothing. But he's so good in this and he plays a similar role in Orgasmo also. And he just leans in every single time. He is fantastic. Chatta boy, at least Chatta boy has a giant cock in Orgasmo. <laughs> uh, same question for you, Ryan. Do you have a favorite character in this movie? Somebody that you really enjoyed seeing on screen? Ernest Borgnine? Yeah. Yeah. I, he does fucking yeah. just enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. It, and it's, it's short but sweet. He doesn't overstay his welcome. I, I really like Squeaks. Because he dies. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Perfect. It, that's what was needed. Hey, Great. I that's like saying, hey, you. Amy Winehouse, you didn't overstay your welcome on Earth. Good job. How, how did Ernest Borgnine die in this movie? I'm not an Amy Winehouse dog, fan, so I can't confirm nor deny that. So, it was a on, hot dog. Hold on. Let's talk about this hot dog. <laughs> oh, all right. We should talk about... We didn't talk about the CG hot dog gag. That is like the... The that was like my like I hate the cartoon jokes in this fucking movie was when he was pushing on yes. Ernest Borgnine and Doing the hot the, dog yeah. was popping out of his mouth. I'm like, this is fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. This is fucking Looney Tunes. Yes. This is atonal to like the fucks and dildo lickings happening like only ten minutes away from this. This is so fucking weird. I have a weird question for you. What yes. I found bizarre was when the hot dog is popping out of his mouth during CPR, it didn't have any condiments on it. Do you think the condiments kind of go away when they're in the esophagus? That's, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, do you think that he had mustard on this hot dog? I feel I'm like... Curious. I don't know if we're equipped enough to talk about hot dogs and the amount of sauce or not sauce or condiments or what condiments should be on them in any kind of authoritarian way. That's just not up to us. Do you think that he went to Flavortown before he died? Or do you think it was just a plain hot dog? I, alright, so, sadly, this Thanos Guy Fieri thing was lost to the ether, but I love this goddamn idea so fucking much. I really do, too. And the fact that each, like, level of the Infinity Gauntlet, each gym is a different condiment. It's so good. Can you imagine him going to, like, Doctor Strange going... Give me that pickle relish, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it better be sweet. If it's dill, 
I'll <laughs> snap you all out of existence. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine, the the fucking the the hot dog joke is referenced again later. Yeah, when I I forget what cheerleaders are doing some sexy dance, but three guys pop hot dogs out because they obviously get boners. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I also those hot dogs don't have condiments either. This they movie don't. is condimentless. I, I I never found the cheerleaders sexy, and I, I it's like they were trying too hard almost. Well, that's the point. I think because I know it was super exaggerated to say like it's like an idiocracy. I did like, like when they were... that's like saying I did not find any of the the weird over sexualized stuff in idiocracy sexy, and it's like that's the point because it's to the like the most extreme. Yeah, true. Like no, I, I think Wilson's that's not the point. sexy. Wait, what? what? I did like when. I'm sorry, uh, come again. Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson is not L- Luke sexy. Wilson, not sexy. Uh, He's got a normal nose. Leave, Who wants leave, that? Follow or get out of the way. Uh, is not sexy. I want to get out of the way. That's not the answer. That's fair, dude. That's fair. <laughs> well, I mean, also what? Yeah. Shia Owen in Wilson. That role. So wait, are you saying Owen Wilson is more sexy because he has like not the normal nose? Uh, let me ask you this question. Whose wow face do you want to see? I don't want to, you see, want to see one Luke either. Wilson's wow face. Do you want to see Owen Wilson's wow face? No, because I think I I'd imagine if I'm seeing Owen Wilson's wow face, wow. I'm not going to see wow. it because he's going to be behind me. Wow. Hey, because I'm bombing for Owen Wilson. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Someone has to, I guess. Oh, Maybe wow. that's why he tried to kill himself wow. on Drillbit Taylor is because he because they didn't want to bomb that way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Was that a real thing? Or is this another yeah, joke? Well, he did. No, he did try to kill himself, and it was around the time of the movie Drillbit Taylor. <laughs> Wait, you don't remember wasn't that Wilson? also like the plot in Royal Tenenbaums? Didn't he try to kill himself in Royal Tenenbaums? No, that so was you, Luke you, Wilson. You, you, uh, you're thinking of Luke, confused. yes. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you got, yeah. you're confusing the ah, noses here. I am. Owen Wilson follow did along. have a legitimate place. suicide attempt, though, I, that like... Yeah. Made the media for a little bit. And he Owen Wilson said, himself. wow, all right. <laughs> I completely... Wow. Wait, was his next film the Darjeeling Limited after this? With, like, his face covered up? As, like, a right, reference Adrian to Adrian Brody, also nicknamed The Nose. A lot mm-hmm. of nose-heavy movie. That's the Darjeeling Limited. Nose-heavy movie. No, Who's I the think... other one in that? Oh, Ben Schwartzman with the giant nose? No, Jason... Jason's Jason's worst yeah. I said Ben I said Ben yeah no but like for real I think in Darjeeling Limited I think Owen Wilson's character like tried to kill himself and that's why his face is covered up like is that a is that a reference to like his shit in real life I, think I saw so, that once possibly. but I didn't care for it I didn't yeah, either no. I much preferred like Darjeeling. the Hotel Chevalier that came before it with Natalie Portman in it y'all know what I'm talking about Y'all ain't, y'all ain't moving there. Fuck you. Fuck y'all. No, I'm I did watch it. I watched it. She was all naky and whatnot. But Ryan, zip it. Ryan, zip it up. How this is inappropriate. Zip it up. All right. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Holy shit. Hold on. Kyle has an, like a, what's the movie? The knocked up level of chairs in your room right now. Oh, yeah. I'm looking up. It's ridiculous. So it's such one, a small room, and there's so this, many chairs. I really the appreciate the knocked chair up reference. Just for my two computer monitors, this is my Lazy Boy. It is an official Lazy Boy 
for my my giant screen TV for the PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four. You can make a ball out of that. I could. Like I could actually. It's not leather. Here's the thing. It doesn't I have to love, be. Have a great corduroy chair. It'll be great. I love the the fucking lazy boy that he makes it out of a goddamn leather chair. It's homemade. All of that is so nice. It's so it's such a good joke. And then when it's referenced again with Barker Lounger at the end, it's all payoff. It's, it's wonderful. It's set up in Ashley payoff. Furniture is kicking it's, themselves. I would say uh, that's a fine joke. That's not a great joke of theirs. I think they do better in this movie. What's your I brand like of chair? It. What's your brand of chair that you would prefer? I don't know. I don't have a branded chair because I'm not a psychopath. I buy whatever is fucking affordable and looks good. That's it. He's just going to hate. He's not going to hate, but he's not going to contribute. That's all it is. That is uh, my life. Wait. That is my life. That is how I live my life. You, you nailed me. That is, answered. that is being cynical, isn't it? All right. I haven't answered the, uh, the main question of who my favorite character is. I like to ask this uh, to Ryan before, because Ryan seems to understand me pretty well. Ryan, who do you think my favorite character was in this movie? Victoria still has that play of the year. It's close. It's going to be interesting. The cynic in me says Reamer. The hopeful mm-hmm. says Coop. You're good with the hopeful because it is Coop. I fucking love okay. Coop. I love Trey Parker. I think I like Reamer and I like all the things Reamer does and I like Matt Stone and all of these movies, but Trey Parker, I think, is like my comedic voice that I identify with, like okay. all the jokes that he is responsible for. I fucking love Trey Parker. He's amazing. Everything about him. That does so, yeah. explain the mime makeup that you have on right now from the psych out where he was the mime. Honestly, I, I think that saw actually that scene was... and I was like, ding, memory bank. This is going to be a shotgun video later. I'm doing mime face. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't think that was Trey Parker in the mime makeup. I think from what I saw on IMDb, that's like an actual dude they that does mime. Somebody? That they. Yeah. That's And you can't tell because he has mime makeup on. I really wish. Damn, that's not. That's disappointing. Because there's somebody credited on IMDb as mime. I'm telling got too, you. Trey Parker got too big. That's all it is. He didn't want to do mine. Well, yeah. nope. that's one of those scenes that they could have saved shooting when they only had two hours for Matt, Matt and Trey on set. That's a scene you can shoot <laughs> elsewhere. So, like, because they had to get actually back. that makes sense. Yeah. And I get it now. Okay, that's fair. But like, I really wish it was. You know him. what? From being on many a movie set, from being on many a movie set, looking back on it, yeah, I would have been pretty pissed off if I uh, I saw the mime thing in there that day on shooting. And no, that's going to take a chunk of my day up. Just filming that's online. annoying. Yeah, that's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, another fun fact: the the beers mascot is actually played by a woman. Oh, she pees with a penis. The penis keg. A thing. lot of a lot of sports mascots are women. I'm not making that up. That's a real thing. I, I got to okay. go find Mr. Them. Met and apologize. You don't care, Ryan. I said okay. It's empowering, Ryan, I said okay, Ryan heard like, sports and I then just harpooned off. I was just like, okay, cool. 
You get to wear a fucking costume. Great. I go to Comic-Con or Gen Con. There's a bunch of chicks wearing costumes. Empowering. What do you wear to Comic-Con? Nothing. What's your costume of choice? A t-shirt and comfortable pants. I'm the costume. I'm, I'm the one that dresses up for I'm these not things the performer. and wears it for nine hours. I don't like that. Complains. Yeah, that's Kyle. That's the Kyle in this relationship. He's the performer. <laughs> he likes the attention. Ryan. Not me. No, I can see Ryan going to Comic Con, being like, "You're Captain America. Your your ass isn't nearly as good enough for this." <laughs> that's not America's I ass. Love- that's like. That's like I don't I would know love Ecuador's Ryan ass critiquing. Like that should be <laughs> a YouTube a show Ecuador where you burn. critique like cosplay. I would fucking watch the shit out of that, dude. I could easily critique. Like that's not hard. That's sad to say, but I'm very, <laughs> I'm very primed for that. Uh I don't. Shit, man. I've gone through all my notes. Ryan, do you have any other notes? He's eight years old and smells like Robert Downey Jr. Uh huh. That's a good one. There's also another reference to another famous person who Christian had drug Slater. And alcohol. Christian Slater. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for oh the the Make a Wish is the oh that's the program for the kids that are dying. Well, we don't like to consider them dying, but health challenge and survival impaired. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I love mm-hmm. in this movie. Like those lines that come through. That's that's great. Those are great. And there's quite a bit of those. A- any other notes? Um, yeah. I- okay. Maybe. I'm saying rapid fire through them. Messy plotting. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, there is. Here's the thing. So I you complained earlier about length, and I I fully agree with you. As I always argue, I think, in nearly every movie episode we have of this show, Mm -hmm. I was excited when it was one hour 42. I think it could have easily been trimmed down to a quick and easy one hour 30, a 90 minute movie. Oh, yeah. With nothing being lost. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have cut out a lot of the, the middle montage, like where they're raking the leaves, because... At this point, I feel yeah. we already understand the conflict between Coop, Reamer, and Jenna. Mm-hmm. It's fucking been established since almost like the 20-minute mark. Yep. I don't need it reinforced again. This movie but... does not follow the kill your darlings rule. Like, they could not just let out funny scenes that don't add anything but just repeat, like, the same beats over and over again. Like... You're right. Like that rake leaf, the leaf scene with like the Make a Wish kid, and I really do think like that 20 minute Make a Wish kid scene is like the most emblematic of this problem. It does nothing to add anything else that hasn't already been said in this movie. It's just like another angle or another comedic beat on the same idea, which is fine. But like, I feel like that does. I don't know. It it, it you can feel that length. I'm kind of with I, you. Yeah. I'm I with mean, you. At the end of the day, as I always am, that's it. It's weird, and I hate to say it, but like the number one thing I would absolutely always agree with Harvey Weinstein on is to make cuts, because <laughs> I know he was the famous cut man. On yeah. he was, and I know famously when Spirited Away, I think came and Miramax published it. Uh, Miyazaki personally sent a customized samurai sword to Harvey Weinstein, and the only note said, no cuts. That's fantastic. Because, (laughs) 
But now Harvey Weinstein is out there as a rapist with a samurai sword. So is it really that great? That's the worst type of rapist. Uh, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. A person can have many good points and then do a rape and they are two separate acts. <laughs> Just like do a rape. fucking hear me out. You will goddamn witness me. This is the lighthouse now, motherfuckers. Hark! <laughs> I'm gonna spill drunk. the beans. I'm getting drunk. Spill the beans. Alright. I don't care for the Cosby show, but his stand-up's good. And just because oh. he is a horrible fucking person does not negate it. And 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 whatever happens does not negate art. You can you can find worth in art and not like or condone the artist. Shocker. Gotta separate but that's the art true. from the artist, man. You can do that. Yeah. As Unless a- Film you're Woody historian. Allen, I will agree and all because of your films I back do appreciate up your Woody behavior. Allen. You know, Woody Allen no, films back Woody up Allen his does shitty have some questionable behavior. behavior in the past. His movies reflect yes, that, and but that's an I issue. was going to more say it is an issue because Manhattan is really fucked up when you look at it. But when and you more. look back in time at like D.W. Griffith with Birth of a Nation, yeah, that movie is incredibly important in the history mm-hmm. of film basketball. But then when you look at everything <laughs> here, oh, man. like you're in the future now. It's a hundred years later. It's very different. Basketball. Basketball. Uh I don't have After anything that. else to add. Before we get before we get to a ranking, do either of you guys have any final wrap ups that you would like to make known? What's a, a like what specifically? Anything? Any any final notes? Yeah. Any final okay. thoughts? No, I mean we're gonna do like a little summary when we give our like ranking or whatever. Then I'm good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Well, I feel so like I already I know everybody's break. gonna disagree with me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like I, I'm gonna break with tradition here, and I will start. Usually I end these things, but I will start. And I'm going to give us a scale, since this is basketball, let's go on a scale of one out of nine innings, with nine innings being the absolute best score you can get. I'm going to give basketball a pretty solid eight innings. I fucking love the shit out of this movie. I understand it's not perfect. I explain away a lot of the imperfections Mm -hmm. with my own fandom, and I fully accept that. I fucking love the shit out of this movie. I watched it yesterday. I laughed so many times to like the point of like it almost hurt to laugh a couple times. And I really enjoyed it again. A lot of that is nostalgia. I love the shit out of this movie as a kid. But yes, I fucking love basketball. Dave, our good buddy and friend from the Fantastic Cape Podcasters. Buddy, what do you rate this? I'm going to give this one a solid nine innings because it has a weird nostalgia factor for me that is unique to me because yeah, I I got to see Hill Valley then and I learned about this movie and then obviously I loved the movie after that. So it just kind of piled on. It's a unique experience. There's I'm the only one who could possibly feel this way unless someone was 1998 going to the universal studios tour and love back to the future and then discovered basketball later. Simple as that. Sure. Totally. I, I don't, I don't hate that answer. I, you're only one point away from me, one inning away. So Ryan, 
Wrap us up, buddy. Take us out on a positive note. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> judging, judging by the face, Cock. that's not about to happen. <laughs> Cock! Uh, I'm going to be that fucking asshole that nobody likes. Five. It's a five out of nine. I think a four and a half that's is the really, average. That's better than average. I do think it's, I think it's better than average. I think it's mostly good. I, I think it's the weakest thing Trey Parker and Matt Stone is attached to easily. I think there's a lot that doesn't work, but there's some stuff that does work. But like the best thing I can say about this film is that you can see the potential of where they go and what else they do that I like better. It's the, I see gyms in this movie and a lot of rough. And the lot of rough mm-hmm. I do maybe unfairly attribute to David Zucker, but also I don't like David Zucker movies. I'm not a Naked Gun fan. I I don't like that style of of comedy. It just does not appeal to me. So this was never going to be a a home run, if you will. It wasn't because of that very <laughs> reason. Fair enough, man. It's it's not argumentative no you've explained all of your points perfectly well and i i can't disagree with them like i i I get it same same Uh, i get why you two enjoy this movie i i I do i do i just i hope in all these i play myself merit well yeah do you see more merit in basketball compared to dude where's my car easily i fucking hate dude where's my car it's a piece it's it's a piece of shit it's cheap it's superficial (laughs) nonsense it's stupid i fucking hate that movie i like basketball a whole fucking lot more than i like dude where's my car oh baseball's enjoyable i just get a little pretentious nonsense on patreon (laughs) (laughs) oh dave speaking of dave patreon Dave, I've I've mentioned Cape Podcasters a couple of times on the show. You do Mm. co-host Cape Podcasters, which releases on Mondays. You guys have a penchant for for superhero movies, but you also have a Patreon. What do you do on that Patreon? On that Patreon, we do too many things. We do (laughs) not-so-super movies, which are just not-super movies, things that we find generally interesting. So uh, on that, we've talked about... Fight Club. We've talked about Airplane, Zuckers. Yep. We talked about. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. We, we talked about Walk Hard, which is a actually fascinating story behind the making of that thing. And then recently, Ooh. I don't know when this thing launches. We got Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which we just talked about this past week. It'll it'll come out whenever it comes out. We also do <laughs> Batman Animation, which is about Batman the animated series, which is really just. Us more or less talking about '90s nostalgia mixed in with a little bit of Batman. Nice. Is it a uh, every episode you go through one of the episodes of the Batman animated series show, and then you blend in whatever you we feel like. We blend in it. a commercial from the '90s, and it usually leads to just us remembering things. Perfect from long ago. Nice. <laughs> but your Batman, your Batman show, you do. You guys are going through every episode of the show. Uh, I guess so. I mean, going as fast as we can, I suppose. There's a lot of episodes, and we're taking our sweet time. Fair enough. Uh, on that note, uh, Ryan and I have a show on our Patreon where we're going through every episode of King of the Hill. Damn it, Bobby. But we're doing that, too. It's 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 a big thing on Patreons right now, I guess, entire show breakdowns. But it's worth it because it's good content, especially for 
two of the greatest cartoons ever made, Batman the Animated Series and King of the Hill, and you get access to both of them for a dollar a piece. Boom! That's that's a fucking deal, people. Not even uh, Baxter Kane will give you that for your basketball royalties. <laughs> Think about all the propane you could buy for one dollar. Think about that's it. A, a month. That's a lot of propane. No uh, accessories. Okay, I got nothing else except, Dave, please, again, plug yourself. Because I've done a shitty job plugging you all night. You're lovely. You've, you've both been on our show a couple times now. Wow. We got Amazing uh-huh. Spider-Man. We got Civil War with Ryan. We got uh, Star Wars Last Jedi and Toxy 2, Tox Avenger 2 Tox. with Kyle. Go listen to the Cape Podcasters if you want to. It'll be it's please great. Do. We, do, we do comic book and superhero movies, and sometimes we don't. So, boom. There you go. Sir. You guys are fantastic. Dave, I fucking love you, man. I love talking to you. Uh, it's crazy how historically we do talk to you, like, so long, because this is a fucking long-ass experience grind episode. I blame Ryan. We don't Ryan. do too many of those. It's fair. If Ryan wasn't so combative, this thing would be, like, 30 minutes long. Maybe. That's I don't know. true, too. I, you just no, help. if I just you went with the, the flow, it would have been much quicker. <laughs> I blame myself too, oh, yeah, as I do great. often. <laughs> but that's all I gotta fucking say, man. You have been psyched out. Oh my! And you're going down. God. You're a number one <laughs> fucking off Stop no it. class clown. Stop it. <laughs> I do own the soundtrack to Basketball, which was released on Mojo Records. No, I you don't. No. I do. It's in my CD book. Oh. Oh, yeah. I bought this motherfucker. Why don't it you had take a $10 bill songs on it. and just burn it? <laughs> just burn your $10 bill? <laughs> Light it a flame and call it a day. I bought it to have beer and take on me by Real Big Fish. But it also had that psych out song by some shitty band I've never heard of. And they wrote it for this movie. And it's pretty cheesy. Fantastic. Uh, but we're going to go out what on that sell. note, because that's another fun fact. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. I'm Coop and Reamer at the same time. Oh, man, what a fucking great combination that is. I'm Squeeze. emotional speech. We are Experience Grind Podcast plus Cape Podcasters. Go check them the absolute fuck out, or your mom's going out with Squeak. Adios.